from the mountains of British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters, where it's a balmy minus 8 degrees Celsius. Yeah, that's cold. We welcome you to tonight's show, including Kingdom of Nye Radio and Revolution Radio. If you want to take a listen to our archives, they are free at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Just do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Do a little shopping at the SOR Vault. You can also pick up a book at We Read the Night. And join the Space Travelers Club for five bucks a month. Catch Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire and much more. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by donating to Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. Nicole Strickland has been intrigued with the paranormal since she was a kid. She has been actively investigating historical landmarks and private residences for paranormal activity since the early 2000s. It was a profound experience with the spirit of her beloved grandmother that got her interested. Since then, she's become the founder and director of the San Diego Paranormal Research Society and serves as the team's EVP specialist and historical locations case manager. Nicole also serves as a consultant to the World Paranormal Investigations as well as a California representative for the American Spectral Society. Furthermore, because we've got to throw in a furthermore, she is an area representative to very specific Northwest paranormal research teams. Then in hour number three, we're going to do the news in the first half hour of the show. Actually, no, we're going to carry Nicole right through the two and a half hours. And then at the bottom of hour number three, I'm going to go live with Drex, on the shift with Drex right across Canada. You're going to come along. We got some breaking UFO news on that as well. Nicole Strickland, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Well, you know what? I got to tell you right now, I got to break into this show because I have a special visitor in my office. My, my no cute little way. My, yes, my cute little boy here has decided that he wanted to come say goodnight to Dad because I have a studio in my house. Oh, of course. And he never does this. He never does this. So when he does, I never... Can you say hello to everybody out there? Hello. There he is. Oh, hello. What do you need, buddy? Are you doing the YouTube channel? No, I'm not doing the YouTube channel. I'm doing the radio show. You have to speak closer to the microphone. Well, I said subscribe because we have the Space Travelers Club on Daddy's website. Subscribe to that? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, I'm going to give you a kiss goodnight because I love you, and you are the best boy ever. And thank you for a quick cuddle, but I'm going to need you to head on upstairs and get ready for bed, okay? I am ready for Okay, bed. you go off to bed so Daddy can work. Daddy. Can you say goodnight to everybody before you go? Good night. There you go. Thank Good you, buddy. Night. Good night. That's my boy. You know, I I noticed something today. I've noticed it for a while. That was quite spontaneous, actually, which is kind of cool. He's so adorable. I, oh my goodness. Yeah, oh. yeah. But you, but you know what? I'm even more proud of him because he's getting really good at hockey. Number one. But number, wow, but number, nice. but number two, I'm even more proud of him that my son is turning into a metalhead. 
seriously so hockey and metal all right so i get home today i get home today and he's got Guns N' Roses, Shackler's Revenge, cranked. <laughs> oh then, he sho- then he shoves it over to a little five-finger death punch. Last week it was oh, Pantera. Oh, yeah. The kid has great taste in music for being he's six years old. He's sampling the rounds, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. The other day, nice. he, he came, the other night on Saturday or Sunday when I was working in the studio, Nicole, he, he came down all concerned into my studio here. Because he didn't think his guitar played rock and roll music, so he needed one of mine. And I said, buddy, of course. I said, you got a Fender Squire. Of course it plays rock and roll. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it plays hard rock much like yours do, so I need one of your guitars. So he moved one of my guitars upstairs. And it's going to be in his room forever and ever and ever. Probably. Probably. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. As long as he rocks, I'm okay with that. Because the the one thing we don't want is we don't want, or at least I don't want my son, you know, ha- twanging out country music or anything like that. Because I'm allergic to it. I'm allergic oh, to it. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Me too. Yeah. I, have, I actually have anaphylaxis to country music. Yes. So yeah. not only yeah, not, not only am I am I preparing my son for the 2031 NHL entry draft, because he's only literally Sweet. got like 12 years to get to be one of the top prospects in the that's, world. That's, okay. uh, that's a no lot, pressure, long though. time. That's, you know, a lot of practices right there. No pressure, though. No pressure. He he can do it himself. But I can yep. tell you this. I can tell you this. He's going to rock his way up there. He's going to rock it. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. And we're all going to oh, yeah. be watching him shine. Oh, yeah. You know it. With, shine with the horns up. Absolutely. There Little you Ronnie go. James right? There you go. Nicole, for people Aww. who may not be familiar with you, my friend, how did you get involved with the paranormal? Oh, goodness. Do we have, like, five hours? No, we have two well, and a half. So, yeah. let's you see. Give us, like, the 10-minute Coles Notes version here. Yeah, let's do that, or Cliff's Notes, whatever they're called. Okay, so, I've, you know, I'm one of those that has had an interest, a very strong interest, actually, in the paranormal since I was little, as far back as I can remember. Now, I was actually, I live in San Diego, California, I was born in a little beach town north of here in Orange County called Huntington Beach, about like an hour away. And I lived there for about a year, and then I moved out to Las Vegas, Nevada uh, with my mom and dad. I'm an only child. And so that house at the time, it was a brand new house. And as far back as I can remember, I had weird experiences in that house. Now, as a kid, I didn't know what to make of those experiences, but now... As an adult, when I look back, I can definitely say, okay, this was definitely anomalous. And so I think from a very early age, I want to say as young as four or five, I started getting interested in the whole concept of ghosts and spirits and hauntings. And that interest stayed with me until, you know, I got into my middle school years and my high school years. And I would read as much as I could on it. Uh, there wasn't, uh, before the internet, there, was, there wasn't a lot, just books and everything, but I would read as many articles and books on the subject. And then in my college years, interestingly, I had a very, I would say, profound 
experience with the spirit of my maternal grandmother. And I've, I do share this on, on, uh, other shows. Cause usually it's, you know, they always ask me, okay, what got you interested in paranormal? So this experience, it was so unique because it was something that I never really imagined would happen to me. So I, my maternal grandmother, her name was Helen. And um, on my mom's side, I come from an Italian family. And then my dad's side is more Irish and German. So Helen called me the day before she passed away, and it was in the afternoon. And so I was so busy with school and everything. I, I kind of rushed her off the phone, but I believe I talked with her about 10 minutes. We had a nice little conversation, but when I hung up, I was a little perplexed because during the conversation, she kept asking me, Nicole, is everything okay? Are you doing okay? And I was like, yeah, grandma, I'm fine. I'm, you know, almost finished with college and, you know, going to start working and all this. And I just didn't really understand why she was asking me if I was okay. Now I know why. I, I, I guess I've kind of surmised that it was her way of making sure the family was okay before uh, passing on. So the next day, my mom calls me in the afternoon. And when I answer the phone, I knew immediately that something had happened because she said, Oh, Nicole, I love you so much. I said, mom, what happened? And she said, with tears in her eyes, she said, sweetie, grandma passed away earlier this morning. My whole, like, just, Oh, I just felt that sinking feeling, you know, with all these swirling emotions and, you know, I was in tears and I booked the next flight out back to San Diego spent the weekend with the family and my grandma elected to not have a funeral. She didn't want during the planning process. She said, you know, to her daughters, I don't want any funeral. I don't want any of that. So we, they, uh, what we did is we didn't obviously have a big funeral. It was just a little gathering, just the immediate family. And so when I went back to college, uh, now the experiences I'm about to discuss, never happened before her death. It wasn't anything that I had ever experienced in that apartment. So a few days after I got back, I started hearing, especially at night, which is weird, my bedroom doorknob and my front door doorknob move and rattle by themselves. And I thought, okay, it's my neighbors, it's vibration, someone's causing this. And it was usually at night. Now, interestingly, my grandmother had this weird habit every single night. She would go around her house and twist the doorknobs to make sure the doors were locked. Weird. So a few nights passed and I was sitting on my bed in my bedroom and I was doing schoolwork. And all of a sudden I felt this disembodied hand caress my face. And it, I didn't see the hand, but I felt it. And it felt as though it came from someone that I knew, someone that I was close to. And it was at that moment when I connected the doorknobs and that, and I thought, oh my goodness, could this be my grandmother? Again, I didn't really put much thought into it when a few days later, again, I was, it was at night, I was doing schoolwork on, the, on my bed, and then I noticed out of my left peripheral vision, I noticed a light and I noticed kind of a movement. And when I looked, it was over near my closet, but there stood the spirit form, if you will, of my grandmother. She looked about maybe 10 years younger. She was wearing her fav one of her favorite blue and white flowered dresses. 
She looked just vibrant, super healthy. She didn't look old or frail or sickly. She didn't say anything. She just looked at me with a slight smile on her face. And then she kind of vibrated a little bit from what I could remember. And then just, that's it. She faded away. And it was at that moment when I knew that all three of those experiences were most likely connected. The, the hand touching the face, the doorknobs, and me seeing her spirit form and I immediately called my mom and I said mom I don't know if you're going to believe this but this is what I've been experiencing and so my mom and I decided to openly talk with Helen just kind of openly talk with her and say you know that she's okay and the family's doing well she doesn't need to stay here she's free to move on wherever that is uh, and so ever since we did that those experiences stopped but it was just such a profound encounter and that's actually what got me interested in investigating the unknown so it was shortly after that shortly after i graduated from college that i joined southern california teams and i started investigating the paranormal and so i had worked with different southern california teams before developing the San Diego Paranormal Research Society. But, you know, seeing my grandmother's spirit form and, you know, I don't know if it was maybe my subconscious projecting the vision of her or if it was, you know, on her own terms she appeared. I don't know, but it was just one of those unique experiences that I probably will never have again. So, and here we are, 2019. Nicole, do you think that it's different to learn about the paranormal the way you did through a deceased close family member like your grandmother, comparatively to, say, those who work in a haunted building or, you know, walking through a cemetery and see something misty in front of their eyes or something along those lines? Because this one hit you. It, It really seemed to affect, you know, who you became. Right. And I, you know, I've actually often thought about that. And I don't know if if maybe my grandmother, these are just thoughts that I've had. I don't know if maybe she had some um, knowledge there uh, once she departed, or even if she had some knowledge beforehand. Um, I I should mention that my grandmother uh, was extremely intuitive. I don't know if I would classify her as a psychic medium, but she was one of those that was she had some precognition and just very intuitive. And so I don't, maybe she somehow knew that I was destined to work in the paranormal and, and do this type of work. I don't know. But, you know, when you have a family member that you're so close to, you know, and, and I grew up loving to visit with grandma, we spent many holidays at her house. And when I was a kid, she would with uh, her husband, my grandfather, come to Las Vegas and spend time with us. And I just have all these fond memories with her. And when you lose a family member, someone that you know, and that you've known for years, and someone that you're close to, whether it's a family member or a friend or a coworker uh, or an animal, uh, it's just it, it leaves a lasting impression. Like if you if you're walking through a haunted building and you really don't have any sort of emotional connection to the entities there, it might still be interesting if you were to have an apparitional sighting or if you were to hear a disembodied voice, but when it's your own blood and it's your own family, it just, it does something. I don't know what that is. It just hits you harder. 
And so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, let's say I was in my apartment and it was some, let's hypothetically say in that apartment, someone passed away in the building and I happened to see that person's figure. Yeah. That would have still been extremely interesting and unique, but it's not the same as seeing the spirit form of someone that you know and love. You know, it's just it's so different. You can't even compare the two. What's the difference between feeling a spirit such as your grandmother comparatively to, say, when you're on an investigation in some stranger's work or some stranger's home? What's the difference? I think that there's similarities and differences. I, I guess for me personally, there's no um, memories, I guess, associated with or 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 bond or a friendship or or familial connection with an earthbound or an entity that I see in and on a random case study versus you know someone like my grandmother. I mean, obviously the similarities would be maybe how you know the physical appearances, how they appear. If we're talking about apparitions or um, in the case of audio or like a disembodied voice, maybe and 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 how it comes through and how it's perceived and how it sounds. But when you experience the spirit or an earthbound um, energy of someone that you have so many memories with and you have such a tie, it's completely different. I mean, there's, there's that emotional connection. And so I think that that allows us, and that I think influences maybe how we perceive uh, who were, you know, the entity that we're uh, coming in contact with. It might um, jostle, I guess, if you will, some really fond memories and, you know, the emotions kind of go haywire versus just someone that you've never known before. So that's kind of, for me, how it's different. You know, when you are having that experience, when someone is around that you recognize, are you able to tell who it is? You know, that's a good question. I, I, and this is, I'm going to, before I answer that, I am of the belief that all of us have some form of innate intuitive ability. I kind of equate it to like a sport or um, an art form, I guess, the more you're exposed to it and the more you practice it, the better your skills will get. I noticed for myself, uh, being that I've been out in the in the ghost research field now for some years, I my clairvoyant abilities have have uh, improved. My you know clair cognizant abilities, all of that have has improved. Um, I kind of like my grandmother. It seems down our maternal line, we have uh, this innate intuitive ability. I do not classify myself as a psychic medium. But I do work intuitively. So with that said, I there's a kind of a, a feeling or a sense I get. It's hard to put what that sense is in words, but kind of a sense that I get, I guess, viscerally when um, I believe that who someone that a spirit form or an earthbound is here that someone from someone that I knew. If that makes sense, it's just kind of like this visceral sense. Or there may be a, a like a direct clue, like maybe, um, for example, this this happened um, at the Rancho Buena Vista Adobe, where 
my team conducts our uh, fundraising paranormal spirit tours there. And both myself and Allie Schreiber, she's uh, the team's co-director, a very dear friend of mine, both her and I have had experiences at the Adobe uh, where family members have come through. And so in this particular case, I had a direct clue. We were in the master bedroom. We were doing a, an ITC spirit box session in the master bedroom. And in, what came through was not something that I heard right away. But when I reviewed my audio uh, through Adobe Audition a couple of days later, I heard. And what's interesting is that the, the voice that I heard sounded without a doubt 100% identical to my grandfather's voice. And the female voice that came through after he spoke was 100% identical to my grandmother. And so what came through, uh, my grandfather, again, the voices being identical, he said, I love you, Nicole. And so my name was said. And then what she said, she said, Fulvio, F-U-L-V-I-O, Fulvio, go home, dear. Now, Fulvio was a nickname assigned by the immediate family, so only the immediate family knew this, to my grandfather, Helen's husband, and my grandfather's name was Andrew. And so to hear that, Fulvio, go home, dear, I don't know what she meant by that. Maybe she meant you're on this plane temporarily. It's time to come with me. It's time to go back home. I don't know what was, you know, what she exactly meant by that. But in that case, I, I knew it was my grandparents coming through. But if it's just a feeling or a sense, it's hard to put how I differentiate that. It's just like a strong, visceral, intuitive sense, if that makes sense. We've got about, <clears throat> excuse me, we've got about 30 seconds here before we got to go to break at the bottom of the hour. Nicole Strickland is our guest tonight. Nicole, as you know, we all get older, we all wonder what's going to be happening with our friends, our family, those who we keep in touch with. Do you worry anymore? Do you consider yourself fearful of death? You know what? I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm fearful of it. I have a better understanding of it. And so I think that my work in the paranormal research field it has aided me in having a better grasp on the on on the dying process and death. So when the day comes when you know my parents die or my family and close friends, I'll be better prepared. If that makes sense. Absolutely, it does, and that's good advice for all yeah. of us as well. Nicole Strickland is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Her website, authornicolestrickland.com, if you want to check it on out. I highly suggest you do. We'll be back. More ghosts, more hauntings, more stories coming up right after this on Spaced Out Radio. Hey, space travelers, this is John Resig, founder of the Chive and Chive Charities. If you know anything about our website, you'd know we like to do things a little differently. We're not some faceless organization collecting money for a nebulous cause. Our donor dollars go directly toward life-improving items. Then we give those items directly to an underdog who needs it most. To become a donor with Spaced Out Radio's official charity, Chive Charities, just go to chivecharities.org forward slash donate. 
From the heartlands of Canada to beards around the world, we know how to take care of you. Fill your follicles with the Mighty Moose Beard Oil. All our oils and bombs are handmade and 100% natural ingredients because we care about your beard. And hey, use the promo code SOR2019 and get your Mighty Moose Beard Oil today. You can check us out on our website, MightyMooseBeard.com. Hello, this is your guitar man, Ron Bumblefoot Thaw, and I have to tell you, I love the response I get for Little Brother is Watching from Spaced Out Radio fans. It's amazing how music can inspire and make people think deeper about what's going on in the supernatural world. You can head over to my website, bumblefoot.com, to check out my music, my guitar workshops, my touring, even check out some of the hot sauces that I'm working on. And make sure you keep on listening, because with Spaced Out Radio, you know Little Brother is Watching. Finish off your weekend and kick off your new week with me, Everett Themer, right here on Spaced Out Sundays. I'm going to bring you great guests, a little bit of snark, and plenty of information to think about. But don't worry, there's going to be plenty of woo as well. We are going to hit everything in the paranormal and supernatural, including the odd psychic Sundays. So tune us in on Sunday, 9.06 p.m. Pacific, 12.06 a.m. Eastern, right here at spacedoutradio.com. Heading to Vancouver and looking for a night on the town? The Moose Vancouver is the bar that never stops rocking until 2 a.m. every night. The Moose has great food with everything on the menu from $6.95 to $8.95. Fantastic, vibrant staff and rock and roll that will bring you back to when the music was real, the hair was long, and the guitars were rocking. Get your party on at the Moose Vancouver, the official party bar of Spaced Out Radio. Every night on Space Out Radio, we have places for you to hang out. Hi, this is Carl. Join our SOR Space Travelers group on Facebook for live chat. On Twitter, using hashtag Spaced Out Radio, you can also join us in our Spreaker chat room. Check us out on Instagram at Dave Scott SOR. All of our archives are free on YouTube at Spaced Out Radio. By the way, I'll be watching you at your window until you do. Bye! We're adding to the entertainment online for Spaced Out Radio. I'm Amber Beckard, and I want to invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out Cryptid Tales, where I will take you on a journey into some of the strangest legends and lore from around the world, relaying the stories to you of the strange creatures and experiences that people have had throughout time. You can find Cryptid Tales at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. And while you're there, don't forget to check out our free archives and leave a comment. See you there. Are you having encounters with the paranormal, supernatural, or ufological that you cannot explain? Look no further than the SOR Sightlines Report, brought to you by the Experiencers Support Association. This is Ryan Stacy, head of the research association, TESSA. Soon on the Space Star Radio website, you'll be able to file your reports and have them researched for you. We are independent and ready to help Space Star Radio listeners today. Move over, brother! And let me own Saturday night. This is Rich Giordano, and I'm inviting you to tune on in to Spaced Out Saturday starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern, where I'm going to bust open the lids on everything paranormal. Why? Because we want answers, and I'm the guy who's going to deliver those answers to you. Join the chat rooms, and we'll see you this Saturday. Just be there. No, really. 
Hey, everybody. The SOR Space Travelers is open. For just 5 bucks a month, you can hang out with Dave and our crew privately in our members-only section. With your signing, you'll receive newsletters on what's going on with Spaced Out Radio. You'll have direct contact with the host during the show in our chat, live streaming videos, and a great forum for your posts and more. Become a space traveler now at spacedoutradio.com. You wanted new SOR gear, and now you can have it. The SOR Vault is fully stocked with t-shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and everything in between with great logos for you to choose from. So head on over to spacedoutradio.com, click on the SOR Vault, and go shopping. Pricing is quite affordable, and you can look good representing your favorite show. So go to our website and pick up your new SOR wear at the SOR Vault today. Looking for something new to push your limits? Look Beyond the Spectrum, a new docuseries featuring some of the best researchers in the world when it comes to everything from UFOs, government cover-ups, and Bigfoot in the forest. Truth seekers like Steve Bassett, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, Richard Dolan, as well as others all chip in to bring their knowledge to you. Beyond the Spectrum can be found on Amazon as well as Tubi TV. Tell us what you think on our Amazon page. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Welcome back to the second half hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. Great to have you all with us. Reminder to all of you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, do a little shopping at the SOR vault. You can pick up a new book at we read the night. Join the space travelers for five bucks a month, and Captain Shirk has you up to date on the SOR Newswire. We're talking ghosts tonight with author Nicole Strickland. Her website, authornicolestrickland.com. So we get all paranormally with Nicole. How are you? I'm doing good. I love that word, paranormally. It's a word yeah. I often use. Yeah. We, we, we make it happen here like that. That's just the way we yep. do things around here. Hey, I want to ask you, because you are a, a very strong voice on the West Coast when it comes to, you know, paranormal activities, paranormal investigations, tours, so on and so forth. And my question to you when it comes to this is you've seen the good, you've seen the bad, and you've seen the ugly with everything. You are also yeah. a very strong voice when it comes to trying to help clean up the paranormal. What has been the biggest challenge that you have come across in the paranormal? Oh, my goodness. I think uh, it's a little three-letter word that I like to call ego. For some reason, it just doesn't mix well when we're working with spirits. 
and and ghosts and 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 energies that we don't really have a hundred percent understanding of. And so with that, there needs to have more of a respect and more of a humble way of approaching. And I just feel that there's often too, at times, a misuse of the paranormal or an exploitation of it. So people getting into the field, not out of a passion or a desire to study the unknown, but to use it as a platform for this, for themselves, whatever that may be, whether it's to fulfill a childhood need, to try to get a TV show, whatever, whatever the reason. So I find that that's often a challenge and it's those individuals that in a way put a bad taste in other people's mouths, uh, you know, put a bad taste in other people's mouths. So it's just, it's almost like they can in a way taint the field, whether they're meaning to do it or, you know, I don't know if it's like malicious, of course, but just, it's just, you know, just, it, this is not, this is a field that, you know, it takes concentration, it takes teamwork, it takes collaboration, it takes patience, it takes diligence, you know, um, onward and forward. And so ego and just bad attitudes and, and, and bad personalities, I just think really pollute what we're trying to do. And so that's a big challenge that that I've um, been faced with. And I think, too, not to talk negatively about the TV shows, because I've been on a few of them, uh, but a lot of the shows are uh, sensational. They have, like, a sensational orientation. It's, you know, we have to remember it's for entertainment. So I think people that don't really understand what, people do as paranormal investigators or researchers and really don't understand uh, really what we do, they are going to look to those TV shows as the prime example of that's how we should uh, investigate the paranormal. And so once they have that in their mindset and then they go on a real life case, they find, oh, this is boring. We're sitting in the dark for hours and nothing's happening. So, you know what I mean? I just, those are just some things that come to mind. The reason why I I ask is is because, you know, I'm wondering if we've seen the peak of the paranormal for the time being, or if we've already peaked, maybe maybe we're going down the backside. What do you think? That's right. You know, that's uh, that's something that I've often thought about, too. I, I just feel like it's stagnant right now. It's like, you know, same shit, different day sort of thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cuss on air, but, you know, it's just there's no, I don't see any real new innovation, uh, anything like that. I just feel like it's really stagnant. And it's like I'm just kind of like, I find myself, wanting to propel forward and I'm doing what I'm doing, just me as an individual, but it's just, it is where it is. And it's, you know, I hope that we can move forward and kind of get over this hump. But I, I agree. I think that we, we are at like a peak right now anyways. Do you think we've, we've gone over that peak considering, you know, we see a bunch of new television shows still trying to grab the attention right. of, the, and, of the people, uh, but but even though even though I think the public right. is more aware and more excited about this, 
you don't see a lot of real newcomers coming into the field. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I don't at all. Um, and it's, yeah. And I have to ask myself, I wonder why that is. And it's, it's almost like, uh, recently with the advent of the new television shows and even fictional shows like on CBS, that show, I think it airs here anyways, Thursday nights, I think it's called evil. You know, there's, there's this focus on the paranormal, but it's, it's the focus is, is not where it needs to be. The focus is on, uh, almost like uh, one big horror show. It's like focusing on, on the, the Hollywood esque type of, I guess, perception of what the paranormal is. And it's not really focusing on hardcore research methodology, uh, looking at different experimentation and different results from data from, you know, many different countries or states, if you will, in the United States and looking at that, to see if there's any pattern. There's none of that. It's just, it's focused on the thrills and the, and the sensationalism. And it's just, it's a very one note. And so it, it just drives me nuts at times. Do you believe that then the days of, of having, you know, teams breaking into locations to try and to try and, you know, go into areas where they're not supposed to investigate or over then. Do you think those rebels are still out there that will do anything for the investigation? Or do you think I that's think, common yeah, I as think well? That, I, you know, I, I don't see that as much, at least where I'm at. But uh, I do still see it. I mean, there is another team here in San Diego. I'm not going to mention names, but it's not a reputable team. And they take uh, people to cemeteries and they charge people money to walk around cemeteries and investigate. I mean, that's illegal. You can't do that. So, uh, you know, I still see that happening, but it's almost like maybe 10 years ago, there was a craze of, Ooh, let's get a group of people together and let's try to sneak in and see if we can't investigate. I think that still happens, but it's just not as, it's not as much, but then again, like there's so many more teams popping up too, but I, not so much now, but like I would say within the last 10 years, like all these teams sprouted like grass after a long rain. And it's like, some of them are still there. Some of them are defunct, but yeah, it's, I see where you're going. It's almost like that, that just crazy, the initial craze that we saw maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. It's kind of quieted down a little bit. One thing that so. I noticed is with a lot of the television shows and you know, a lot of these people, you know, the good ones, you yeah. know, the, the ones Absolutely. who love the camera more than anything else. And I say that yep, politely. Absolutely. All right. Yes, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Why did? Why are all the shows the same? See, that's just it, too. Oh my gosh, I was just having this discussion with um, another local author here in San Diego, and we were talking about that same thing. And it's always, it's like different people. Same. It's like I kind of equate it to the Food Network, if you will. Not dissing the food network i love that network and i love the shows but you see how a lot of their shows are very similar to other shows just has different people different recipes maybe but the premise is the same that's kind of how i feel with the paranormal shows it's just maybe different people same plot same locations investigated same uh 
you know, uh, type of show. It's just there's nothing new, nothing real innovative. And I don't mean to sound like, you know, I'm not some like feminist or anything, but I don't see any shows with mainly women or maybe all women and, and one guy. It's always either all men or maybe mostly men and one woman. It's just the format and, and everything. It just seems just the same. It's like how many more of these shows can we have out there? And I actually know, I mean, a lot of like, I'm sure you do too, that are on these shows. And I don't know. I just, there's, to me, there's like really nothing too educational about them. It's just, you know, we, well, like we haven't, we, we know it, we know it's entertainment. Okay. And, and you know what, I'm, I'm going to look at this from a different side. I don't care if we, and, and I'll agree to disagree with you on this one. Okay. I don't care if we have groups of all men, all women, all LBGTQ, whatever teams, all, uh, Spanish teams, all African American teams. I don't care about that. What I care about is the fact that every show is the same, which is right, you, right. Know, you, yeah. you always hear you always hear the person. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? But you can't hear a damn thing because the background music is turned up at that exact right, point. Right. Okay. Right. Or, or something along those lines. They're never solving anything. Like, wow, you're going, no, into I know. A haunt, yeah, I know. you're going into a haunted location to prove if it's haunted or not. Like, oh my God. What are you well, trying to Well, and another prove? thing, too, it's like you can't necessarily, I mean, to me, um, I just to backtrack a little bit, I don't really care like you. I don't care if, if, you know, these shows have all men, all women. I just was using that as an example to prove that's one uh, example of how True. they're the same. True, I but, can agree with that. Um, so... But it's just oh where was my where where was I going with this oh geez I just lost my train of thought um, oh this is what I was going to say it's like can we even prove the existence of hauntings or ghosts and in my opinion I don't think there we haven't obviously I don't know if we ever will I think it might be one of those things that's supposed to remain elusive and another thing too even if we could prove it. You mean to tell me that you can just go into a location? Now, these shows probably take a few days to a week to film. Um, so given that, uh, but they want you to think that they're just there overnight or during the day. You think that you can prove the existence of something like a haunting or a ghost in just, in just a, such a short time span? No. The, I mean, the, often these places, you need numerous case studies I mean, a one-night case study that lasts six or eight hours, okay, that's a piece of the puzzle. But to get a really good, accurate idea of what may be going on, you need to study that place for a year, if not beyond that, to really get a good idea. So, you know, I just, it's just, yeah, like you said, we're not really solving anything. It's just, there it is. Okay. Should we be, though? I, you know, I, if, if there's something that is solvable in this case, or in a lot of the cases of, of talking about um, ghosts, spirits, and hauntings, there's a location, oftentimes it's a historical location, so it has a, a, a historical narrative behind it and all that. Um, so there's connection that way. There's entities there. There's paranormal activity there. We may have an idea of who it may be. Um, but 
my question for me when I go into these places is, okay, why? Why is this happening? What's causing this to happen? I want to look into that more. And uh, even for me lately, I'm, I'm kind of going off tangent a little bit. I apologize. But for me, when I first started doing this work many, many years ago, I've been in the field now for about 20 years, I was all about the investigation. Like, oh, I can't wait to go investigate tonight and yada, yada, yada. And that is very important to me still. Don't get me wrong. But for me now, I want to. I'm trying to make a connection with that particular entity that I'm, that I'm communicating with, or I'm trying to study. I want to know its history. I want to know, uh, learn a little bit more about it. I want to see if I, uh, can figure out why he or she or it, if you will, is, is there and, and why it's doing whatever it's doing. So it's, you know, more about learning about that connection, um, between myself and, and that entity. And if, 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 if maybe that entity needs help from us, maybe it needs the living's guidance for whatever case, for whatever reason, if so, how can we go about helping and assisting? So going a step beyond the actual investigation, that's kind of where I'm at now too. So Nicole Strickland with our, is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Nicole, in regards to the way you are trying to communicate with these spirits and almost build a trusting relationship type, how often are you going back to the same location to try and, and communicate with that spirit? You know, it depends. Uh, and, you know, cases like the Queen Mary or the Rancho Buena Vista Adobe where I'm there consistently it's easy but i mean if it's like a private residence we might only be granted a one-time investigation so in that case it would be hard so i guess it just depends on on where uh, we're investigating but cases where i or, or locations where i know i can go back yeah i will i will try to go back and and build upon the last time i was there how often do you get the same ghosts that's just it too. It, it may not, you know, it may not be, it could be someone different or maybe it's a, you know, a similar vocalization. Like a, for example, an EVP, you do some voice analysis and all Hertz analysis and you kind of see a match there. Okay. That doesn't really tell me anything. It just tells me that potentially could be the same ghost or same spirit, but it's just, it's, I kind of look at it as, it's a big old a jigsaw puzzle. All the pieces are like spread out. Okay, how many of these can I put together and connect? How many of them will fit? And so that's kind of how I look at it. And not, and they won't always fit. And maybe they're, maybe they will never fit. But it's just trying to, to connect those pieces, see if it's possible. Hmm. Do you often get the same spirit around? Not always. I mean, I, it, 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 see, it depends. Like if I go into like a historical location or a business or a private residence and I'm there maybe once or twice, that's really hard to tell. But in, for example, like the Rancho Buena Vista Adobe or uh, the Queen Mary is another really a big example. Uh, and there's entities there that are known to like resident spirits, if you will, uh, resident ghosts, if you will, that are known to uh, be consistent in, in their activity. It's easier. Um, and I know, you know, and again, I could think that maybe I'm 
oh, for example, the Queen Mary, Jackie, the little girl named Jackie, I may, there may have been times where I think it's her and maybe I'm wrong. So it's just, it's hard to really know. Um, I think that's where you just kind of almost have to rely to not only on the data you're acquiring, but, but what your gut is telling you and what your intuition is telling you. We've got about three and a half, four minutes here left until we go to break at the top of the hour. Nicole, you do a lot of tours, and I'm curious about Happy this Adobe, because, yeah. Yeah. because I do a lot of tours at my local museum here as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, fantastic. And i got to tell you, probably about halfway through our tour season this year, our ghosts started disappearing. Hmm. They just, they, they just, whereas at the beginning of the year in previous years, they'd be active right through the tour. Maybe when we got to the final group of the night, it wasn't as active. Okay. Oh, but I see. There, okay. There were, mm-hmm. t- there were times during our tour this year that our ghosts weren't even there. What do you think causes that? You know, two things come to mind. I've had that because we, on our tours, we do them once a month at the Rancho Buena Vista. They will be up in Vista. We have a 7 p.m. They're both two hours in length. We have a 7 p.m. and a 9.30 p.m. And I've had instances where the 7 p.m. tour is more active than the 9.30 and vice versa. I think it depends on the collective uh, energies of the group and the collective personalities um, of, of the group. Some people are very outgoing and have a lot of energy. And I think that that adds to the atmosphere or it could be something where if it's an, if the case of an intelligent spirit or an intelligent earthbound, they start to know the routine of the tour and maybe they get bored with it. Maybe they're like, okay, they're going to ask the same questions over and over. Oh, yawn. I'm going to go away. I don't know. That's just two things that come to mind. I know with our tours, uh, and we haven't done this in a while. It was about, it's been about a year, but we actually changed the route of our tours. So where we started, we ended up, uh, ending at that start point. So we just kind of reversed the, the, uh, the route of the tour. But I think like if it's, and I'm not saying your tours are like this, but if in the case of tours that are very, uh, routine, same questions asked, at the same time, that sort of thing, and there's really no variety, then maybe that can play into it. Coupled with the the collective energy of the group that particular night, or it could have to do with maybe the moon phases, or the, if you want to get into the atmospheric conditions, you know, Mercury retrograde and all that stuff, maybe, I don't know. Who knows? See, the last time but I've really seen that active. with my tours, too. Huh? I'm the, sorry. What? The last time, the last time our tour was very active, it wasn't even a tour at all. We were giving a a guided tour with a gentleman who is doing a a vlog on us because our tour ended up winning a a tourism award this year. Oh, fantastic! And, Congratulations. Thank you. And and so we took this gentleman on a tour. He's a former journalist and and works for the uh, the the tourism association here and he's got his cameraman and we're vlogging away. And I'll tell you that guy who came in as a skeptic and he left shivering. It was, it was absolutely amazing. It was like our, our spirits came around and like, all right, we got a camera on this guy's with a crew, you know, let, let's, let's put on a show here, boys and girls, but, but come to the tour, the main tour, I can't even get a hello out of a spirit box. 
let alone uh, barely getting a K2 meter to go off. Has has anyone or any other group that you know of uh, been permitted to investigate there? No, they're not allowed. No, so that so that's not so that's not because sometimes you may. Um, and it's with, in the case of the Adobe, you have to have liability insurance and all that to investigate. So pretty much my team and then one other team who hasn't been there in over like 10 years has uh, been the only two groups to investigate. So I was thinking that if it's a location where you do your tours at the museum, maybe so many teams have gone in and that's depending on what they're doing and how they're acting, maybe that influences, but that sounds like that's not the case. At your museum, do you deal more with residual or more intelligent? almost sounds like it's more intelligent to me. Both. Both. Okay. We deal with both. But but you know what? Anything else, anything else we're going to have to continue after this hour. And I see the questions are starting to build up in the SOR Space Travelers Club on our website. Remember, it only costs five bucks a month to get into (laughs) our crew, our private little area that gets direct contact with old Davey during the show. Nicole Strickland, her website, author, NicoleStrickland.com. Original? No. Her books? Fantastic. Go get them. They're on Amazon as well. More Paranormal Talk coming up right after this on Spaced Out Radio. Come hang out with Spaced Out Radio where we own the night. This is Carl. You can follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. And during the show, use the hashtag Spaced Out Radio to chat with us live. On Instagram, at Dave Scott SOR. On Facebook, give our page a like, Spaced Out Radio Show. SOR archives are free on YouTube at Spaced Out Radio. Come join us or I will come join you. See you at your window. Hey, this is Canadian Paranormal Investigator Mike Moore. The third Wednesday of every month, I'll be teaming up with Dave Scott to bring you Ghosts of the Great White North. Each month, we will bring on guests from across Canada to discuss their ghostly encounters. Canada is a paranormal hotbed with stories you've never heard, so we're going to bring them to you. So get comfy in your Chesterfield, grab a donut, and join us, eh? Hi there, this is Geraldina Roscoe from San Francisco's Bay Area Meditation. I invite you to join me the first Tuesday of every month with Dave Scott for Spaced Out Radio's The Spiritual You. In this fast-paced world we live in, it's time for you to take some time for you. We'll cover every possible subject from powerful meditation to healing techniques to your own intuition and spirituality. So come join us for The Spiritual You. Hi, this is Amber Beckrude, and I want to invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we store all of the SOR show archives for free. And as an added bonus, every two weeks, I'm posting brand new content on Cryptid Tales, where I will get into some of the spookier legends and folklore from around the world and tell the stories that go with them. Find us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio and check out Cryptid Tales today. Drop a comment and let me know what you want to hear. See you there. Visit purpleplates.com today. For over 40 years, the Purple Energy Plates have been delivering amazing results for their many customers. Inspired by the great genius Nikola Tesla, the harmony, healing, and energetic effects of the plates have proven over and over to be beneficial and often miraculous to thousands of customers. 
Check their site for daily specials and choose from their many energy products. You won't be sorry. Visit them today at purpleplates.com. The Call of the Wild is in Vancouver. The Moose Vancouver is one of the hottest bars and restaurants in the city. Open until 2 a.m. nightly, the Moose will rock you like a hurricane all night long. Great food with everything on the menu at $6.95. Near the corner of Nelson and Granville, get your horns up and come rock with us. The Moose Vancouver, the official rocking bar of Spaced Out Radio. A little bit of science, a little bit of skepticism. Add a dash of snark and you have the makings of Spaced Out Sundays with me, Everett Thiele. Together we will look into the reality of the paranormal with an open eye and rational thought. Oh, did I mention there'll be plenty of woo as well? Your time spent with Spaced Out Sundays will make the night even better. The chat rooms are open, 9.06 p.m. Pacific, 12.06 a.m. Eastern, right here at spacedoutradio.com. Move over, brother, and let me own Saturday night. This is Rich Giordano, and I'm inviting you to tune on in to Spaced Out Saturdays starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern, where I'm going to bust open the lids on everything paranormal. Why? Because we want answers, and I'm the guy who's going to deliver those answers to you. Join the chat rooms, and we'll see you this Saturday. Just be there. No, really. We all know on Spaced Out Radio we love a good beard and mustache. So why not take care of your facial hair with Mighty Moose Beard Oil? Made in Canada, we're taking care of beards and stashes around the world. We use 100% natural ingredients with our oils and balms to make your whiskers feel silky smooth. Use promo code SOR2019 at MightyMooseBeard.com today. Get your horns up with me on Spaced Out Radio. This is Ron Bumblefoot Thaw. Come tune in to SOR where you can hear me rock out with Little Brother is Watching, the official theme song of Spaced Out Radio. And then come on over to Bumblefoot.com where you can find out about my tour schedule, my music, and everything else. Bumblefoot.com keeps you up to date on what I'm doing and the best way to stay in touch with my music and music camps. Sign up for my newsletter at Bumblefoot.com and remember, Little Brother is Watching. Hey, Spaced Out Radio fans, it's John Rezig, founder of the Chive and Chive Charities. Our goal is to make the life of veterans, first responders, and those with rare medical conditions 10% happier. We do this by donating one grant item, ranging from dance to therapy programs to prosthetic limbs, to those who need it most. To contribute to Spaced Out Radio's official charity, head over to chivecharities.org and become a donor today. The SOR Vault is open for business, and do we have some cool swag for you to pick up. All you have to do is head over to our website and click on the SOR Vault. You have a variety of cool logos to choose from, and put them on anything you want. T-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee mugs, you name it, we can get it to you. So do your shopping by supporting the store you love. Get your Spaced Out Radio swag at the SOR Vault today. Are you having encounters with the paranormal, supernatural, or ufological that you cannot explain? Look no further than the SOR Sightlines Report, brought to you by the Experiencer Support Association. This is Ryan Stacy, head of the Research Association, TESSA, 
Soon on the Space Star Radio website, you'll be able to file your reports and have them researched for you. We are independent and ready to help Space Star Radio listeners today. At spacedoutradio.com, we have a little bit of everything for you to stay up late. So while you're there, check out our SOR Newswire, where our team brings you stories of the weird and strange to the WTF from around the globe. News on Bigfoot, UFOs, paranormal, Darwinian-type crime tales. It's the stories that the mainstream media usually won't touch. Well, we got them all on the SOR Newswire, only at spacedoutradio.com. For the price of one cup of coffee a month, you can become an SOR Space Traveler. The Space Travelers Club is a place where you can interact with other listeners, either live during the show or on our great forum. We want your stories, pictures, comments, and ideas. You'll get live video streams, exclusive content, and be a part of our newsletter. Stay in touch with everything SOR. The Space Travelers Club is just 5 bucks a month at spacedoutradio.com. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is underway tonight. I'm your host, Dave Scott. Thank you so much for being with us. I want to say hello to everyone listening in on WQEE 99.1 FM in Noonan, Georgia, KDNF AM 1560 in Dangerfield, Texas, KDUN AM 1030 in Reedsport, Oregon, KZFX 93.7 FM in Ridgecrest, California, and UPRN 107.7 FM in New Orleans. On the digital side, hi to everyone listening in on Kingdom of Nye Radio and Revolution Radio. Great to have you with us. Remember, all of our archives are free at youtube.com forward slash spaced out Radio, do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Octogenary, what is this? Octogenary. Octogenary is your password. I had to sound that one out, but the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Do a little shopping at the SOR Vault. After all, it is Black Friday. Remember, if you are going to the malls on Black Friday, do Davey the favor. Turn your camera to the side. I want to watch the good brawls as they happen. No brawls, though, on our website, though. It's easy to get to. Never a lineup, either. We got Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Sign up for the Space Travelers Club. It's just 5 bucks a month as well. Author Nicole Strickland is with us tonight. We're talking all things paranormal, as this very talented author has a bunch of books out, especially about the Queen, Queen Mary, pardon me. Yeah, you want to catch her books, you can find them on Amazon. I highly suggest you do. Nicole, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It is always a pleasure to have you. All right. We got some questions uh, lined up here. Let's get to them, shall we? Let's do it. Ready? Okay. Let's start off with, let's say, PBR here. PBR is asking, Nicole, do you use electronic gadgets on your tours? We do, actually. We have a plethora of tools that we use, you know, the standard EMF detectors, temperature gauges. We have audio recorders and video cameras and cameras. Uh, Let's see, what else do we use? Uh, 
motion sensors, uh, EMF pumps, if you will. So we use a variety of different tools on the tours. People like to learn, you know, why they're used and then how to use them. So we demonstrate that. And uh, sometimes people will volunteer to hold a K2 meter or a, a Mel, you know, uh, detector. And what's well, fun. It's a lot of fun. It's educational. You know what I love? On our tour, we, we got like, I think, 12 different K2 meters that we'll spread oh, yeah. in our, in our yeah. groups. And, you know, watching people's reactions when the K2 meters go off is phenomenal. It's absolutely It great. is interesting. Yeah, it's absolutely interesting. We also demonstrate, too, via our K2 meters uh, how when you're doing a, a scanning along the wall, for example, we demonstrate how it's easy to catch electrical lining in the wall and if and how you know you reach that by the meter just pegging at a solid reading. Sure. And so we kind of use it as like an educational tool as well. But yeah, the, yeah, the K2 meters are, are, you know, I they're often criticized, but I think if they're used in the right way, they can be a, 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 definite, a definite supportive tool. Agreed. Follow-up question yeah. from PBR. Nicole, what's it like to be able to tour through the RMS Queen Mary? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know if this person's ever been. If you haven't, I definitely recommend going. Now, I don't do tours on the Queen Mary. I'm not an employee of the ship. I've actually, for the last 15-plus years, I've dedicated uh, my time to study the ship's history. It's very extensive. And then I've participated in, in many different paranormal investigations on many areas of the liner. So it's, it's so fascinating. I mean, the Queen Mary is known as one of the top 10 most haunted places in the world. Now, I love the ship because I have a connection to the ship. The fact that, you know, there's paranormal activity and what I would consider a haunting or hauntings on board, that's just, I guess, secondary. But it, it's just amazing. It's one of those places where you go and there's, it, it's, there's consistent types of activity. And so, you know, some of my best personal encounters, some of my best audio pieces and uh, photographs have been have been all from the Queen Mary. What's your favorite spirit that you've communicated with there? Oh my gosh, I have so many. I the two I think that are um I, I don't know if I would say my favorite, but they're just very near and dear to me are Jackie. She's the little uh, six or seven year old girl that uh, has Peter, late Peter James. He's now gone. He was a, a resident psychic on board for many years, and he's the one that actually coined her. And he feels that she may have drowned in the second class pool. However, there's no forensic evidence to back that up. So we really don't know Jackie's origins. She's just, I mean, she almost looks like Shirley Temple. I've seen her and she could be Shirley Temple's twin. A very, very uh, advanced um, for being a, a spirit. I would say she's more, uh, not necessarily earth down. I would consider her more, more evolved, uh, very talkative. She's drawn to certain people. She's seen throughout the ship, uh, especially in the former first and third class pool, but she goes everywhere. She's, uh, was the very first, uh, spirit that I encountered on my very first visit to the ship back in 2005. 
so she's very near and dear to me. The second one, um, I'm just on air out of respect for the family, going to just uh, refer to him by his initials, and that is J.P., and he uh, hailed from Yorkshire, so he was a, a Brit, I guess you could say. And he came uh, on board the Queen Mary as a fireman and bilge cleaner. I think his first voyage was uh, March of 1966. And so he, like I said, was a fireman and bilge cleaner. He worked in the boiler rooms. And then on uh, the July 1966 voyage, he was assigned to the aft engine room. Tragically, on the early morning, so around, I think, 3.55 a.m., 4 o'clock in the morning, on July 10th, uh, JP was found standing upright, wedged, crushed by watertight door 13 on the starboard shaft alley side. They immediately, the doctor and nurse and attendings immediately took him down, laid him down on the, on the scaffolding there, and they administered morphine. And he was taken to the ship's hospital where he passed away. So to this day, we do not know what happened to him. There were no witnesses at the time of uh, his passing. We do not know if he slipped and fell, if he was trying to maneuver the watertight door. It was found to be working, and, and all the watertight doors were found to be working properly. We don't know exactly what happened. There's a... a, a a rampant rumor that's on the internet saying that he was playing a game of chicken and he was trying to see if he could slide through the door, go through the rapidly shutting watertight door in, in uh, the correct time. Uh, I want to say that that's such a load of hogwash. Uh, the, the engine crew were so trained. The ship was in a fog situation. They, there was, they would not at all be messing around at all whatsoever because there were strict consequences and any uh, crew member that was, you know, messing around or just not doing what they were supposed to would have been fired immediately. And so uh, that rumor of him playing chicken is just such a load of, of BS. It's not even funny. So uh, it's an accident. It's a tragic accident. He has been spotted in his uh, overalls in the engine room, boiler rooms. Uh, I've encountered him in other areas of the liner, observation bar, hotel deck areas. He was only 18 years old, so it's, it's very tragic. Robin very is tragic. asking, do you think anyone is a true expert in the paranormal? Excellent question. Okay, my opinion I do not feel that there are any experts because this is a field. We are dealing with energies that we can't really understand 100%. I don't think we're ever going to get to the, the point where we're going to be able to prove their existence. I mean, you know, hardcore prove it. So I actually correct me. If people will, if people term me as, Oh, Nicole, a paranormal expert, I will kindly redirect them and say, you know what? Thank you. I'm flattered, but there's no such thing as an expert in the paranormal. I'm more of a, I consider myself a student because there's so much to learn. I mean, I learn every time I go out in the field. So to answer your question, no, I don't think that there are any experts. I think that there may be specialists, you know, like psychic mediums specialize in that or electronics specialists and things like that. But no, I don't think there's any experts. 
All right, let's move on to Joey here in the SOR Space Travelers Club on our website. He is asking, Nicole, you mentioned EVP Hertz comparison. What is the extent of your acoustic analysis? Do you use spectrogram analysis to check for male versus female versus child frequencies and base vocal formats indicative of human speech? You know, I actually haven't used that. I've heard of it. I've done more, and I'm actually not really good at this. So I know a couple of um, electronics, you know, gurus that if I have a, so I'm going to admit that this is something that I'm not really uh, that, uh, you know, skilled on. Um, But through Adobe Audition, I've tried at times to do like Hertz analysis and then, and so forth. But usually if there, if I have a particular audio clip that, uh, I want further analyzed, I'll usually send it to a couple of people that we know that are like sound engineers and have gone to schooling for that. I mean, I've heard of the, um, spectrogram, but I actually haven't really used it. So it's something that I probably should develop my skills further. Co- yeah, couple follow-ups from Joey on that. Do you validate your EVPs with multiple listener concurrence? I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Good and, question. And what is your opinion then of EVPs that do not contain vocal tone? So, like an ENP, I guess. Uh, so, like a non-vocal, so like an electronic noise phenomenon. Is that what he's asking? Could he clarify? I'm I'm going to assume so. Okay, so you know those uh, just with so many ambient noises that can leak in on the recording, I'm less inclined to really give those a lot of thought unless it's like a a, a real standout noise. Like for example, let's say uh, like on the Queen Mary, for example, like uh, there's in the boiler room there have been known to be sounds where uh someone's banging on metal with a pipe and it's out of the ordinary for normal ship sounds maybe something like that i would you know give more attention to but if it's just something that sounds like a stomach gurgle or just some sort of ambient noise uh i unless it has context and maybe you know correlates to what types of questioning and that sort of thing i usually just kind of dismiss those but like for example let's say i was at gettysburg for example and you know i'm out in the field doing an investigation and there's a a clear sound of what really sounds like a phantom cannon shooting off and maybe i would compare that sound with an actual cannon shooting off that would be interesting but if it's just like gurgles and and static type sounds i try not to pay too much attention to it all right let's get to a question from robin here who is asking what do you think about the ghost box and ovulus you know you know i i I use both i will admit that i use both i mean it is they're designed for uh entertainment it says it on the devices right i think that itc types of, of devices, instrumental transcommunication, I think it's, it's, it's very selective. And I think one thing that, that we do is when we do use different, I use the PSB7, PSB11 spirit box. We also have a, an old Radio Shack Sangean device that works really well. And uh, when we do use it, 
what we look for in any potential vocalizations or responses, uh, what we look for are uh, clarity. So if it's something that's extremely clear that can be heard by many, heard and understood by many people, is there correlations to the history of the location? Do the vocalizations or responses correlate? Is it a direct response to a question that we're asking? If that's the case, that's something to pay attention to. You know, as those devices scan, you know, they're scanning the AM and FM bands at such a high rapid rate. So if it's a, let's say, a hypothetical ghost vocalization that comes through that says, I am here, by the time the I am here would have been said, the device would have already scanned over several radio stations. So that's an, another uh, reason or another way you can uh, try to differentiate between like a radio fragment versus a potential uh, an anomalous vocalization. But I think, too, it's very subjective. I think that uh, almost the user, the person that's using the device, is there any sort of like psychokinetic interplay, like especially in the case of the ovalis. Um, and I don't know which uh, one that you use. I mean, we use uh, one of the older versions, but there's different modes. You know, we usually just use the dictionary mode. And there's thousands of work, a couple thousand, I think. I don't know the exact amount in the ophilus. And is when using it, you might get random words coming through and maybe the words correlate to the spirits there. Maybe they correlate to the history. Maybe it's a direct response from your question. But again, it's so subjective. And I'm wondering if there's some way that we're psychokinetically influencing the device. So let's say we ask uh, I'm just thinking of a random question. Uh, let me hypothetically uh, about the Adobe. Uh, are there any uh, horses here? And if so, how many do you have, for example? In our minds, maybe we're thinking, say three, say three, say three, and then three comes up. I mean, could that be, could we have influenced it? So I guess I'm kind of going on a tangent. I guess with, with ITC and those devices, I think you just have to be really careful. And I think use it, but use it in conjunction with other types of equipment and seeing if, if what you get with those devices correlates even to an EMF reading or, or a temperature reading or anything like that, or maybe a, a, a potential EVP on an audio recording or, or an anomaly on a video. So just seeing if it, uh, you know, correlates to other uh, types of equipment that you're using. So that was a very long-winded discussion. <laughs> Hello, I'm that, sorry. She's like, that, all right. That totally okay, was. Okay. I mean, like, we have, like, no time left. Actually, we have four I minutes know, left till the bottom uh, of the hour with author Nicole Strickland tonight on Spaced Out Radio. You know what? Sticking with the ghost box for a second, because we always have Bill Hauser on here, but once every couple mm. months to do live ghost box sessions. You know, we use a ghost box at SB7 during our tours. And yeah. we've had, mm-hmm. you know, we are barely getting anything on there anything you know that's yet, that i will i will concur yeah yet when bill comes up same machine even a little, something a little bit different or mike morin from haunted crew of canada comes up their ghost boxes are going crazy there's the your sb sb7 no, there's there's are there's are well see that's interesting because Allie. Um, see, I use the SB, 
PSB7 and SB11, PSB11, and Ali's device is what I mentioned earlier, the old Sanjian Radio Shack hack device. And I swear to God, that gets more responses than the PSB7. And I don't, I, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know why. I don't know either. You know, I, I don't I know. know. I, it's just one of the, I, I have no idea. I don't know. The, the funny part about it was is last it time Mike, Mike Morin came up here, his ghost box, he, he had just started using it. And even when I used it, it was getting responses. Right. It, it was the weirdest thing. I, I'm almost tending to believe that, that when somebody new comes around, it's almost like the ghost may want to show off and all of a sudden start <laughs> communicating. Right. I, who, I could be. I, I don't, you know, it's just so with the PSB7, it's like it's very intermittent. There may be nights where it's like I might get two words out of the whole thing, but yet hers is just going nuts. It, I just, I don't get it. I don't know if it's a frequency thing. I, I don't know, but it, it's weird. Totally weird. I'm not going to totally. lie. It bugs me. It bugs me. It really does bug me. Yeah, I don't know why, me too. But it does. Me too. What's the strangest yep. thing you've had come out of a ghost box? Oh, God. Uh, probably swear words, but that's very rare. Very, very rare. I've, you know, very rare if that happens. Yeah, we just got dump button there. Can't be saying those. Can't I know. I'm so sorry. Words. Did you just bleep me yeah. out? Well, they'll totally know just, what it is. I'll, I totally just it's believed you. Now people are going to be like, beep, what? Beep, what? Beep, what you do? Oh, yeah, you got dump buttoned. You got dump okay, buttoned. Okay, it's right a there. word that starts with S and a word that starts with F. <gasps> exactly. Okay, sorry, That's I have a, to. Much yeah. better. Much better. Yeah, they wouldn't have. What about out. you? Have you had any weird. What's your weirdest response? Probably the funniest response we have ever got was I had on my tour of a family of seven and they had come in and uh, they were real, you know, they weren't really skeptical, but they, they right. weren't really believers either. And they, they had their 18 turning 19 year old daughter with them. And, you know, she was kind of <laughs> given the, the, Oh, why am I here? I could be partying. With yeah. Friends, yeah. Right. And, right. and she was leaning against the wall and I, and I looked at her and I said, you don't look like you're having much fun. And she just kind of gave me the teenage eye roll and, Oh yeah, of course I am. And right through <laughs> The, all of a sudden, the ghost box, which has been silent almost the entire night, goes, yells out the B word. Oh, my God. Really? And, and she goes, she goes, oh. like her mouth just dropped. She started it laughing. It was like real clear, like totally clear. Uh, yeah, like if you oh or I were to my. say it right now. And right, and she right. goes, "How does it?" She goes, "How does this machine know who I am?" And on that note, we are going to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. Nicole Strickland oh is God. our guest. More ghost talk on Spaced Out Radio right after this.
Every night on Spaced Out Radio, we have places for you to hang out. Hi, this is Carl. Join our SOR Space Travelers group on Facebook for live chat. On Twitter, using hashtag Spaced Out Radio, you can also join us in our Spreaker chat room. Check us out on Instagram at Dave Scott SOR. All of our archives are free on YouTube at Spaced Out Radio. By the way, I'll be watching you at your window until you do. Bye! Hey everybody, the SOR Space Travelers is open. For just five bucks a month, you can hang out with Dave and our crew privately in our members-only section. With your signing, you'll receive newsletters on what's going on with Spaced Out Radio. You'll have direct contact with the host during the show in our chat, live streaming videos, and a great forum for your posts and more. Become a space traveler now at spacedoutradio.com. Looking for something new to push your limits? Look Beyond the Spectrum, a new docuseries featuring some of the best researchers in the world when it comes to everything from UFOs, government cover-ups, and Bigfoot in the forest. Truth seekers like Steve Bassett, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, Richard Dolan, as well as others all chip in to bring their knowledge to you. Beyond the Spectrum can be found on Amazon as well as Tubi TV. Tell us what you think on our Amazon page. Hey, space travelers, this is John Resig, founder of the Chive and Chive Charities. If you know anything about our website, you'd know we like to do things a little differently. We're not some faceless organization collecting money for a nebulous cause. Our donor dollars go directly toward life-improving items. Then we give those items directly to an underdog who needs it most. To become a donor with Spaced Out Radio's official charity, Chive Charities, just go to chivecharities.org forward slash donate. We're adding to the entertainment online for Spaced Out Radio. I'm Amber Beckrud, and I want to invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out Cryptid Tales, where I will take you on a journey into some of the strangest legends and lore from around the world, relaying the stories to you of the strange creatures and experiences that people have had throughout time. You can find Cryptid Tales at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. And while you're there, don't forget to check out our free archives and leave a comment. See you there. Finish off your weekend and kick off your new week with me, Everett Themer, right here on Spaced Out Sundays. I'm going to bring you great guests, a little bit of snark, and plenty of information to think about. But don't worry, there's going to be plenty of woo as well. We are going to hit everything in the paranormal and supernatural, including the odd psychic Sundays. So tune us in on Sunday, 9.06 p.m. Pacific, 12.06 a.m. Eastern, right here at spacedoutradio.com. Heading to Vancouver and looking for a night on the town? The Moose Vancouver is the bar that never stops rocking until 2 a.m. every night. The Moose has great food with everything on the menu from $6.95 to $8.95. Fantastic, vibrant staff and rock and roll that will bring you back to when the music was real, the hair was long, and the guitars were rocking. Get your party on at the Moose Vancouver, the official party bar of Spaced Out Radio. You wanted new SOR gear, and now you can have it. The SOR Vault is fully stocked with t-shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and everything in between with great logos for you to choose from. So head on over to spacedoutradio.com, click on the SOR Vault, and go shopping. Pricing is quite affordable, and you can look good representing your favorite show. So go to our website and pick up your new SOR wear at the SOR Vault today. 
Looking for a place to advertise at a very reasonable cost? Look no further than Spaced Out Radio. SpacedOutRadio.com has an advertising tab that you can click to check out our daily, weekly, and monthly packages to play on the radio or our website including social media. From commercial spots to banners, we have it all. Check out our competitive pricing today. From the heartlands of Canada to beards around the world, we know how to take care of you. Fill your follicles with the Mighty Moose Beard Oil. All our oils and bombs are handmade and 100% natural ingredients because we care about your beard. And hey, use the promo code SOR2019 and get your Mighty Moose Beard Oil today. You can check us out on our website, MightyMooseBeard.com. Hello, this is your guitar man, Ron Bumblefoot Thaw, and I have to tell you, I love the response I get for Little Brother is Watching from Spaced Out Radio fans. It's amazing how music can inspire and make people think deeper about what's going on in the supernatural world. You can head over to my website, bumblefoot.com, to check out my music, my guitar workshops, my touring, even check out some of the hot sauces that I'm working on. And make sure you keep on listening, because with Spaced Out Radio, you know Little Brother is Watching. Visit purpleplates.com today. For over 40 years, the Purple Energy Plates have been delivering amazing results for their many customers. Inspired by the great genius Nikola Tesla, the harmony, healing, and energetic effects of the plates have proven over and over to be beneficial and often miraculous to thousands of customers. Check their site for daily specials and choose from their many energy products. You won't be sorry. Visit them today at purpleplates.com. Move over, brother, and let me own Saturday night. This is Rich Giordano, and I'm inviting you to tune on in to Spaced Out Saturday starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern, where I'm going to bust open the lids on everything paranormal. Why? Because we want answers, and I'm the guy who's going to deliver those answers to you. Join the chat rooms, and we'll see you this Saturday. Just be there. No, really. the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. My gosh, it's cold up here. It's cold. Somebody send me some woolly socks, man. Seriously, the old feet are cold tonight. Nonetheless, we're going to continue on. I will battle through. We will rebuild. want to remind all of you that our YouTube channel has our free archives. Go to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, do a little shopping at the SOR vault, grab a book at We Read the Night. Join the Space Travelers Club for five bucks a month, and Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire is updated daily. Author Nicole Strickland is here talking ghost, paranormal, all weird, strange stuff with the ghoulie goblins that haunt us in the night. Her website is authornicolestrickland.com. You can find all of her books on Amazon, which I highly suggest you do. Nicole, welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Always, always. 
right before the break, we were talking about EVPs, whether or not EVPs. you got any good ones. Yeah. 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 And we were, we were having a lot of fun with that. I, I'm curious before we get to more audience questions here, do you have a favorite ghost story from any of your tours or, or your, your investigations that have really stuck with you? Oh my God, there's so many. Um, well, I have a, a kind of a non-paranormal one. It's paranormal in the sense that we were doing a case study. Um, this is just kind of, because this doesn't happen that often, uh, it stands out because it's something that could have ended tragically but didn't. So we were investigating a very haunted restaurant here up in San Diego, up in an area called Oceanside. And uh, it's a steakhouse restaurant. And so we were about an hour into the investigation. We had six people broken up into uh, two teams of three, if I remember. This was back in 2010. And uh, my group was downstairs in the bar area, and then the other group was upstairs. And so we had our little two-way radio so we could communicate with each other. And all of a sudden, uh, our, my radio comes on, and one of the investigators says, guys, guys where you are this place has just been robbed so when it ended up happening is two armed men came in through the kitchen they had guns and they were going to rob the place so the police got there there were helicopters up above dog you know police dogs and everything and so they asked us to stay just in case we needed to you know if they had any questions of course they didn't need to talk to us but the moral of the story is, yeah, I mean, it could have ended up tragically, but, uh, you know, you never know. So always, you have to always, like, come prepared and have emergency procedures in place and always have your permission form, liability waiver, you know, that one, signed, ready to go, because the cops uh, asked if we had that, and there it was. We got written permission to investigate from management and all that, so that's kind of one that stands out, you know, paranormal-wise, God, there's so many. One that really stands out to me, again, was on, on the Queen Mary, and it was one of those, I guess, situations where it was just kind of a culmination of things. So I was a guest on the late-night paranormal investigation tour that is conducted there on the weekends, it's Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. My friend Matt, he also has a team here in San Diego, uh, hosts those tours. And so it's a very popular tour, and he runs it like a paranormal investigation. So we were in the aft engine room of the Queen Mary, and we were doing a little bit of an EVP session. And what was interesting is that when people were asking questions, I almost was hearing the responses, but not with my ears, but I was hearing the responses more intuitively. And there were a couple of times where I heard the response intuitively. And then a couple of the guests would state that they audibly heard what I heard intuitively. Um, I don't remember offhand what those responses were, but that was weird. So then about 20 minutes later, we go into the boiler room and so Matt had to break the groups up into two different groups to go in the section that's not there anymore. It was a section called the green room. And back when, just a little history, back when the Queen Mary, uh, or back when Disney operated or had management rights to the Queen Mary, uh, they 
performed down in that area on a platform called the Disney stage. So the green room was provided for the actors. Very, it was a very active spot, the boiler room. So on this particular uh, tour, my group, I think was the second group that went into the green room. So I was out in the general boiler room number four area. And so there was this Disney stage platform and so I went up on it, and I was standing uh, starboard. I was looking forward. And all of a sudden, I noticed something moving out of my right vision. And so when I looked, it was uh, exactly because there's a picture of him, of JP. He was the 18-year-old crewman that I talked about who was found tragically uh, wedged in watertight door 13. He appeared. Now I only saw his shoulders, neck and head. And he almost appeared in, in like a black and white or like a sepia type of tone. He floated toward me with a smile on his face, stopped maybe about two feet in front of me, if that, maybe one or two feet, stopped, then floated backwards and then just faded right before my eyes. And that's something that really stands out because it was just, I mean, you know, I've seen him at other times more peripherally, very quick, but to just have a spirit form come towards you like that with a smile, stop, and then fade. It's just, it was just so phenomenal to me. So that's one thing that stands out. But there's, oh my God, there's so many. So many. Well, you know, yeah. I think that I think with you know we all have our own experiences. I could never imagine what it's like being robbed while on an investigation. I mean, that would. Oh my god! I know, right? Jeez, hello. <laughs> Sorry, I know it was crazy. You know, I think the worst thing that's happened to us on an investigation was was that uh, we were out in the wilderness at a at a plane crash site. And we were tracked oh. by a couple, we believe, by a couple of Sasquatch. That was kind of cool. But the last time we went out there, uh, it was myself, Mike Morin, and you you know, when you're in the middle of the forest, it gets kind of creepy and very quiet when all of a sudden you yes. find fresh, fresh markings of mountain lions. Oh, yes. Yes. That's that scary. would creep me out. That, that's that would creep me fun. out. Yep. No, that would creep me out more than an, a potential Bigfoot any day. Crazy. Yeah, I would that, say that another would... one, too. Oh, go yeah, ahead. I'm fill sorry. us in. No, please, fill us in. I was just going to say, another one that really stands out, too, was Waverly Hill Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. So I was with the Ghost Research Society uh, back in 2009, and we had the entire uh, sanatorium to ourselves overnight. So it was something like a I think we got there around six and had an orientation and we started setting up and we started investigating, I think around like nine and we were there until about five, six in the morning. And that place is so surreal. It's just this monstrous building with such a rich history. I mean, I hope 60,000 some odd people passed away there from tuberculosis. So it's, you know, it's one of those very well-known haunted uh, locations, if you will. And so I was on the fourth floor, and it's, you know, the, the shadow figure phenomenon is just so fascinating there. 
I would, you know, and of course there's no lighting in the building or anything like that. And so, or especially on those floors. And so we were pretty much using just the moonlight or light from our flashlights or laser grids. And it's so fascinating because we had a laser grid pointing down the hallway and you can literally see morphing humanoid shadow figures coming out of the walls or so it seems and then crossing the hallways and then other figures from the other side, you know, crossing the hallways and just constantly morphing shadows. It's just, it's so, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's It's just one of those interesting experiences that just gets locked away in your memories. I mean, we had the laser grid pointing down the hallway and we were sitting, there was myself and a couple of other people, we were sitting down in chairs and all of a sudden, you know, when something breaks that laser beam, you can kind of, it highlights that, that shadow a little bit more. And so what happened one time is this one very tall shadow figure, uh, broke the beam and then started charging at us. And we saw that little red beam, the little red around light from the laser beam move closer to us as the shadow figure was getting closer to us. It's, I have to admit that was kind of creepy, but, uh, Waverly Hills. Now, have you been there to Waverly? I, I haven't. And you know what? Oh, I'm not, great. I'm, I know it's probably great, but I have no desire to go there. Really? Yeah, that's really. fine, too. I'll, I'll tell you why. I like going to places where people don't go. I hear you on that. Absolutely. Yeah, the lesser knowns, you know, not the, yeah, absolutely. I want, I want someone to do a television show about places in the middle of nowhere, like traveling yeah. along the the highways of North America and just seeing some building on the middle of a, you know, along a highway or, or some museum mm-hmm. that that's literally in the middle of nowhere, which maybe gets like 12 tourists a year. That's the yes. place I want to, that's the place I want to yeah. find. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I know in like California, the desert regions and even in Nevada, there's all these lesser known ghost towns or these old abandoned buildings just off the freeway. And it's like, yeah. Those places. No, I hear you. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that's that's where I want to see a camera crew go. I'm tired of all the, you know, run down, you know, theme parks and, and sanatoriums and sanitariums and war battle places. Like, bring mm-hmm. me some good, fresh juice. You know what I'm saying? That's what I oh, want. I know. Good, fresh yeah. juice. God, there's so many places too in the world that have not ever been investigated. I mean, I mean, like you just think about like little places off like the Amazon River and stuff. You know, I mean, God, that'd be phenomenal. I hear you. That's Absolutely, a good TV show concept. Absolutely, I maybe that'll happen someday. Well, I hope so. I hope so, because I think that would make it a little bit more intriguing. You know, capture the imagination, because you don't know the history. You don't know the background, except for probably, you know, old Willie the Hermit, who's been there for like 58 years, has three (laughs) teeth left, and still has the same overalls he wore in 1962. 
That's of what course, I want. Yeah. That's what I want, Nicole. I want that television show. I want yeah, to, be able that, to I would be all see over these that. strange locations mm-hmm. with these strange stories. I think you should work on that. Write a oh, show I'm concept and, and get it out. Full of ideas, lack of time. This is where I pass no, on the ideas to all. the rest of you. Right? Tell me about it. Lack of time. Isn't that the truth? Lack of time, we, yes. What's your goal for the paranormal? What do you want to solve? What What would be the answer for you? Oh, gosh. You know, this is something that I've often reflected on, too. You know, I don't necessarily believe that we will ever prove the existence of, of ghosts or, or um, you know, necessarily along those lines, cryptids or spirits. I mean, especially with where the field is now. I think my goal is just to continue on my path and, and, and doing what I'm doing and, uh, I guess, you know, giving some justice to the field. And, you know, I, I, I really enjoy what I do and I have a lot of passion and I approach it with, you know, professionalism and respect. And I hope to, you know, if I can somehow make a difference in the field, uh, with whatever I'm doing. I think that's my goal and to just, uh, I guess, paint a nice, positive, authentic picture of the paranormal and, and, and people that want to learn about it, I guess, if that makes sense. So I guess, I guess that's my goal. I'm not really, if I, if I prove something great, if not, that's fine too, but just continuing on the path that I'm on and seeing where it goes. What about you? That's a good question. It's a loaded question. That's for sure. I think for me, I just want to know why me? I'm like a lot of experiencers out there where I don't know why anything like this happened to me. I had a happily boring life and I didn't need this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I and I, and I'm and I'm saying that out of all due respect to the field and those who have had experiences, mm-hmm. but I didn't need this. I had a good life going. I really did. Now I'm glad. Uh, in the same breath, I'm very glad that I've gone down this road because I've met some extremely awesome people, some brilliant people that I've never had a chance to meet in my life. Okay, right. talk to or Likewise. interview in my life. Yep. You know, yep. going to conferences and speaking to, to people about my own experiences or whatever. But in the end, yeah. the only thing that I want to know is why me? Why did this happen to me? Why at 38 years old did my life have to change? It was going so well. Yeah, yeah. There's some sort of, there's a reason for it. I believe in the concept that there's a reason for everything. And maybe you will know what that is one day and maybe you won't but uh yeah no interesting too like it's weird when i was younger let's say even before you know experiencing my grandmother's spirit i never in a million years would have ever fathomed me being investigating the paranormal i just that that wasn't even a thought on my radar and to know that wow 20 years has gone by and you know and i'm still doing it it's it's just yeah it, it I don't know it's just one of those things that I think about a lot 
So. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. In in regards to it, because. You know, I mean, do I want to see things? Yeah, I want to see Bigfoot again. I want to see an alien with my own eyes. None of this dream stuff, but with my own eyes again. I want to see right, another. Right. I want to have another close encounter with a UFO. I want to sit down and have a good conversation with a ghost. Something that you know. But for me, see where I where I consider myself a little bit different than than everybody else is. I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody else when i'm out on an investigation or something like that you know i'm out there for me i'm out there to try and get my answers because maybe they'll have a solution to what i've gone through so i'm uh, not yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so i'm not interested in the whole scientific aspect of it Uh, like with ufos i don't care about the propulsion i don't care about how the craft is made is it ours or is it theirs i don't care about anything like that what i care about is you know the ufo i saw on the ground that was turning its lights on and off at my command from 150 yards away what was flying that? Who was flying that? Why did that right. happen to me? Why did I walk into a forest five days later and see an alien there? Right? That's what right. gets me going. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Why? That's pretty phenomenal. I would love for you to, I'd love to sit down with you and you share that story. That's, I can't say that I've ever come into contact with with an alien species maybe i have maybe i haven't probably not because it i would obviously you know know about it but that's pretty phenomenal geez well but, wow. but i mean that goes i for mean everybody. to see Every- the craft and the actual entity that's 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 wow amazing but the, but that's the whole part of it is is to is to try and and find those answers to myself you know, I do the show for the public, okay? Right. Because I I know there's people listening to this show who have had some amazing experiences, whether they're positive or negative. Let's just call them amazing, okay? That really they need help. They want to know what's going on. Why did this happen to them? Much the same mm-hmm. as me. But when I'm out, you know, say at at a plane crash site up here. Or if I'm in a haunted building, or if I'm just walking through the forest, I don't have any cameras. I don't have any recording devices. I'm not interested in in proving to others what I experienced. I'm interested right, and in I pr- think that proving that's, to me. I respect that. Yeah, I respect that greatly. I mean, you know, g- getting to, you know, that brings me to a good point. A lot of people think, oh, the more equipment you have, the better. I actually disagree with that. I think uh, the best, if we're talking on the lines of equipment, the best gadget, piece of equipment, whatever you want to call it, is ourselves, our bodies. And I, you know, I, I think less is more, you know, so I don't, I use the standard type of stuff, but. You know, it's like almost like if I get, I'm at the point now, like if I get an EVP or if I get an interesting EMF spike, I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, it's just, to me, it it doesn't really say much by itself. Um, So, yeah. 
Yeah, I just, you know, and I feel for people. That's the big thing. I feel for the people who cannot express themselves or have that voice. Right. right. And in the end, you know, we all want acceptance through our story. We don't want acceptance through our proof because there is no proof. Right. That's the exactly. hard part. That's the That's hard well part. For any, mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I really do believe, you know, I do believe there's some brilliant people who are researching this. And by God, I hope they get the answers. I really do. But, Nicole, do you, as we got about a minute and a bit to go here before we go to break, do you believe then that there, that the experience that you have had is just as important than the recordings and the data you've recorded? I actually think the experience, if, if I had to pick one or the other, I think the experience is probably more important than an actual tangible piece of data. That's just, that's just my thought. And if, if the data or whatever I acquire correlates to that experience and, and makes it more uh, beneficial or more uh, empowered, if you will, then I'll, so be it. But I, I think the experience is, is um, in my opinion, more important. Well, that's the big thing. That's the big thing right there. And, you know, hopefully it'll happen. Nicole, I'm going to get you yeah. to hold on. We're going to go to break here at the top of the hour. Nicole Strickland, her website, authornicolestrickland.com. You can get all of her books on Amazon. We got her for another 30 minutes in hour three. Then we're going to connect with Drex right across Canada on the shift. We'll be back with more Spaced Out Radio right after this. Looking for a place to advertise at a very reasonable cost? Look no further than Spaced Out Radio. SpacedOutRadio.com has an advertising tab that you can click to check out our daily, weekly, and monthly packages to play on the radio or our website, including social media. From commercial spots to banners, we have it all. Check out our competitive pricing today. For the price of one cup of coffee a month, you can become an SOR Space Traveler. The Space Travelers Club is a place where you can interact with other listeners, either live during the show or on our great forum. We want your stories, pictures, comments, and ideas. You'll get live video streams, exclusive content, and be a part of our newsletter. Stay in touch with everything SOR. The Space Travelers Club is just 5 bucks a month at spacedoutradio.com. Move over, brother, and let me own Saturday night. This is Rich Giordano, and I'm inviting you to tune on in to Spaced Out Saturday starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern, where I'm going to bust open the lids on everything paranormal. Why? Because we want answers, and I'm the guy who's going to deliver those answers to you. Join the chat rooms, and we'll see you this Saturday. Just be there. No, really. Heading to Vancouver and looking for a night on the town? The Moose Vancouver is the bar that never stops rocking until 2 a.m. every night. The Moose has great food with everything on the menu from $6.95 to $8.95. Fantastic, vibrant staff and rock and roll that will bring you back to when the music was real, the hair was long, and the guitars were rocking. Get your party on at the Moose Vancouver, the official party bar of Spaced Out Radio. 
Hey, space travelers, this is John Resig, founder of the Chive and Chive Charities. If you know anything about our website, you know we like to do things a little differently. We're not some faceless organization collecting money for a nebulous cause. Our donor dollars go directly toward life-improving items. Then we give those items directly to an underdog who needs it most. To become a donor with Spaced Out Radio's official charity, Chive Charities, just go to chivecharities.org forward slash donate. Hello, this is your guitar man, Ron Bumblefoot Thaw, and I have to tell you, I love the response I get for Little Brother is Watching from Spaced Out Radio fans. It's amazing how music can inspire and make people think deeper about what's going on in the supernatural world. You can head over to my website, bumblefoot.com, to check out my music, my guitar workshops, my touring, even check out some of the hot sauces that I'm working on. And make sure you keep on listening, because with Spaced Out Radio, you know Little Brother is Watching. A little bit of science, a little bit of skepticism. Add a dash of snark and you have the makings of Spaced Out Sundays with me, Everett Thiele. Together we will look into the reality of the paranormal with an open eye and rational thought. Oh, did I mention there'll be plenty of woo as well? Your time spent with Spaced Out Sundays will make the night even better. The chat rooms are open, 9.06 p.m. Pacific, 12.06 a.m. Eastern, right here at spacedoutradio.com. At SpacedOutRadio.com, we have a little bit of everything for you to stay up late. So while you're there, check out our SRR Newswire, where our team brings you stories of the weird and strange to the WTF from around the globe. News on Bigfoot, UFOs, paranormal, Darwinian-type crime tales. It's the stories that the mainstream media usually won't touch. Well, we got them all on the SOR Newswire, only at SpacedOutRadio.com. We're adding to the entertainment online for Spaced Out Radio. I'm Amber Beckard, and I want to invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out Cryptid Tales, where I will take you on a journey into some of the strangest legends and lore from around the world, relaying the stories to you of the strange creatures and experiences that people have had throughout time. You can find Cryptid Tales at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. And while you're there, don't forget to check out our free archives and leave a comment. See you there. Every night on Space Out Radio, we have places for you to hang out. Hi, this is Carl. Join our SOR Space Travelers group on Facebook for live chat. On Twitter, using hashtag Spaced Out Radio, you can also join us in our Spreaker chat room. Check us out on Instagram at Dave Scott SOR. All of our archives are free on YouTube at Spaced Out Radio. By the way, I'll be watching you at your window until you do. Bye! We all know on Spaced Out Radio we love a good beard and mustache, so why not take care of your facial hair with Mighty Moose Beard Oil? Made in Canada, we're taking care of beards and stashes around the world. We use 100% natural ingredients with our oils and balms to make your whiskers feel silky smooth. Use promo code SOR2019 at MightyMooseBeard.com today. A timepiece is a reflection of who you are. And what better way to show off the real you than with an Escape watch? Escape is a lifestyle brand accessorizing your days and nights. Choose to escape and create the life of discovery that you deserve. Dream, play, unite with your own personalized Escape watch. Head to escapewatches.com. There is no time like the present to enjoy your escape. Use promo code SMF2017 for your 20% discount today. 
Visit purpleplates.com today. For over 40 years, the Purple Energy Plates have been delivering amazing results for their many customers. Inspired by the great genius Nikola Tesla, the harmony, healing, and energetic effects of the plates have proven over and over to be beneficial and often miraculous to thousands of customers. Check their site for daily specials and choose from their many energy products. You won't be sorry. Visit them today at purpleplates.com. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. The SOR Vault is open for business, and do we have some cool swag for you to pick up. All you have to do is head over to our website and click on the SOR Vault. You have a variety of cool logos to choose from, and put them on anything you want. T-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee mugs, you name it, we can get it to you. So do your shopping by supporting the store you love. Get your Spaced Out Radio swag at the SOR Vault today. you like to connect with us head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info now back to dave scott and sor welcome back to the third and final hour of spaced out radio tonight i am your host dave scott always a pleasure to be live with you hello everyone listening in on uprn 107.7 fm in new orleans kzfx 93.7 fm in ridgecrest california wqee 99.1 fm in noonan georgia in dangerfield texas kdnf am 1560 and kdun am 1030 in reedsport oregon on the digital side hi to everyone on Rev. Revolution Radio and Kingdom of Nye Radio. Praise be for that one. Don't forget, you can check out all of our archives for free at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Octogentinary. Yeah, I got that right. Holy cow. Octogentinary is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the clam sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. We got the Space Travelers Club open for just five bucks a month. Grab a new book at We Read the Night. And of course, we got great SOR swag at the vault. For the final time tonight, we introduce author Nicole Strickland. That's also her website, authornicolestrickland.com, where she's got a bunch of books out. You can find them all on Amazon. I highly suggest you do. We're talking paranormal all night long. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. I can't believe it's almost over. It's been two hours. I know. I know. It flies when you are having fun, and we are in the chat rooms are loaded. And we say cool. thank you to everybody participating in the chat rooms and on Twitter at hashtag spaced out radio on yeah. Twitter. So thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Nicole, I want to ask you in regards to investigating the paranormal for people who are new, who have an intrigue in this because, you know, maybe they've watched a few television shows or had some experiences on their own that they can't explain. What do you tell new people to this field who think, you know what, this may be something that 
that I want to learn a little bit more about? That's a good question. I think uh, I, if they really want to get active into investigating, I would say, you know, do your research, maybe in your local area, wherever you are, look up some of the different teams. I don't want to say necessarily to judge a book by its cover, but a lot of times you can tell uh, the professionalism or lack thereof based on the website, uh, read through those websites, get to know the team members, what the team is all about, um, what they're investigating, what their mission is, you know, so forth and so on. And maybe ask to shadow an investigation, see if they accept any volunteers or if they're taking on new members. That's always a possibility. If there's any events like paranormal conferences or, or library presentations, guest speakers at uh, different uh, events, attend those because uh, you can learn a lot with those. Uh, discussion groups, too, are another one. Maybe if you meetup.com. Uh, I know San Diego has a really good uh, ghost discussion-based group. SDGAP is what it's called. So uh, maybe you want to get with like-minded people with that and, and talk about the paranormal. But if you're really active in investigating, I would definitely uh, shadow an investigation or uh, if there's any tours uh, at any haunted locations in your area, any paranormal tours, maybe go on those. Some of them are run like a paranormal investigation. And so that's kind of my, you know, what my advice is. And if you're, if you're maybe not necessarily wanting to investigate the paranormal, but learn more about it or, or a category like ghosts and hauntings, you know, many radio shows like this one have different topics, uh, several books out on the topic. Uh, so yeah, that's my recommendation. Uh, you yeah, mentioned, you, men you mentioned something else. earlier yeah. though. You mentioned something earlier though, that I think is important. You don't have to go oh. and spend hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars no, on equipment. Right. No, you don't. Absolutely. That is a huge myth. A lot of people think, Oh, I have to have the most expensive type of camera or the most expensive zoom recorder or task cam recorder. Not so, not so at all, at all. I think that I am, I'm of this weird belief that the equipment picks us. I know that kind of sounds weird, but some people are more aligned with photography. Some people like cameras, some people are more along the lines of audio. I would say, you know, good investigation equipment, have a good standard camera. If you have a digital camera, be careful, though, because those do produce a lot of false or orbs that are caused by, you know, dust or moisture. Uh, but get a, a good standard camera, get a good standard uh, audio recorder. Uh, let's see what else. Maybe a good you know, EMF temperature detector. And pretty much that's it. You don't need a lot of, you know, excess equipment. I'm, I'm kind of of the belief in this is based on my own experience as well. When I've attended investigations that are just, I guess, loaded with all kinds of gadgets laid out on tables and, and whatnot. I feel that the more gadgets you have, that can be confusing for the spiritual entities and maybe uh, cause them to not want to communicate. And it also can be a distraction for the investigators. Cause I think a lot of an investigation is you doing vigil type of work and and paying attention to your surroundings, your own body, your own senses, but the surroundings. And if you're spending, 
most of your time looking at EMF meters all night long, you're missing out, in my opinion. So I think, you know, less is more. And uh, you can always start small and, and build up for sure. So what would you start out with, with gear for a new rookie? Oh, my goodness. I would say, this is going to sound uh, cheesy, but always have a notepad, right? Always have a notepad with a pencil or a pen to take notes because note-taking is very important. I mean, you may say, oh, I'll remember that. And you say to yourself, I'm going to remember that. And then like two days, you're like, wait, what? What was it that I said that I should remember? So jot it down. Uh, I would say a good camera. It could be a digital camera. It doesn't have to be the most expensive or, or video camera. A lot of cameras you can record video on. Um, a standard audio recorder, uh, digital. Uh, some people still use uh, analog tape recorders, and that's fine. I think the theory is that because it's magnetic tape that that may influence uh the spirits um i've used both but i prefer digital uh and then let's see even a a compass is an underrated tool um it's you know compass pointing due north it's thought that compasses that go haywire intermittently that that could be a sign of paranormal activity uh so a, a, a standard ems detector and a lot of them have uh, temperature uh sensing capabilities along with it a good camera, video camera, and an audio recorder, and a notepad, and a compass. And I think that's that's a good a good place to start. And and a good flashlight, I would say too. Now to preserve night vision, you can get the plastic uh, covers, and so red helps to preserve night vision. So uh, so have that flashlight handy with the with the red uh, plastic film or covering. So I think that that would be a good place to start, for sure. I would also add to that that just because you're in a paranormal area doesn't mean you're just going to get ghosts. And I say that right. because right. On a, at our museum, during an investigation with David Weatherly, Ross Allison, Eric Cooper from Forest Moon Paranormal was there, Bill Hauser was there, Mike Morin was there, same as Jeff Webster from Haunted Crew of Canada, they actually got a picture of an alien in one of our buildings. Oh, interesting. You know, I thought I remember, um, I'm friends with Ross. Uh, I've, I've seen him a lot at the Oregon Ghost Conference. And I think was it, he, I think he posted about that or someone did. That's, that for some reason is ringing a bell. That's, I have to move that picture. Is, like, is it publicized the picture? I would love to see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't, absolutely. You don't get that. Yeah, you don't get that too often. That's, that's really cool. And I have, I'm, I totally just hijacked what you were saying. I apologize, but uh, oh, is okay. there any known history there regarding UFO or alien type of activity? Or Oh, yeah. Our area is oh. packed. Our area is so, just packed. So, That's the way it goes. There you go. But, 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 I mean, the reason why I bring that up is it, it really proves to show that, that you don't know what you're getting into or what to really expect right. when you're in an right. investigation. Right, exactly. Right. So how do yeah, you prepare? How do you prepare for anything? Because most people are only looking for ghosts, right? Well, I know. See, that's just the thing, and it depends. I mean, I specialize more in the in the ghosts and, and spirits and hauntings, but uh, you know, I think it. You make a valid point. I think it's you know fair to say that. Geez, you know, what if there is some cryptid type of activity or 
or alien sort of activity here and you, you should come prepared. I think this is a, when knowing a little bit about the history, some people like to go in blind and not know anything. I actually prefer to know a little bit about the geology of the area, the the history of the area, and not just of that location, but the surrounding city or town. Because I think knowing that, that, that can help you too in, in, in preparing, for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. So when you're out on an investigation and you're with a bunch of rookies out there, how do you prepare them? You know what? That's, this is, there would be some preparation before the night or before that particular investigation, whether it's during the day or the night. So if they're, I guess it would depend too if, if these are people that have never before been on an investigation or if that's the case, I would offer them like a, a class to take, you know, a paranormal investigation and a research and investigation for beginners sort of thing. So they're prepped. But if it's uh, rookies that have been out a few times more for like the thrill seeking, you know, walking around a cemetery at night and taking pictures, you know, that's where I think before going out, you need to sit down with them and, and, and everyone needs to be aligned on what the mission is. Cause if you have two people that are just into the thrills and don't care about anything else. And then you have the rest of the team that's really into the hardcore research. Well, maybe those two aren't really or shouldn't be on the investigation. So I think it's important to have everyone uh, knowledgeable about what the objectives are. Right. Uh, And then from that point on, uh, if whatever equipment is used, making sure that it's used properly, making sure that everyone knows how to use it, why it's used and uh, making sure, let's see what else uh, that, whatever is to be investigated. Uh, I know this is kind of a protocol for, for my team. If we have like, let's say two or three groups that are rotating areas, the first group that goes in is not to divulge subjective information or feelings or psychic impressions. Now, if an apparition was spotted, yes, maybe talk about that, but nothing that could, maybe influence or be, you know, cause bias or power of suggestion. So maybe uh, talk about that and try to avoid that and, uh, and just, you know, try to do the best that you can with, with that particular group. So I think if you have a bunch of rookies, I think that particular investigation, it could almost be like a, a training sort of investigation where you're like kind of teaching at the same time and they're learning and that sort of thing. So, but I just think like if for me, if I'm wanting to investigate, you know, a museum or a private residence and I, you know, my goals are different than someone who's just out to goof around and be a thrill seeker. I don't know if those two, you know, those types of individuals would be the most appropriate to take on a case. So. How important is the teaching? You know, I think, Teaching is important, but I think you, someone shouldn't over-teach to the point where the teaching is swaying that individual to just align with what the teacher is saying. I think education is important. It should maybe, uh, especially in terms of skills, like if you want to you know, teach someone on how to use a piece of equipment or maybe the, the steps to uh, edit 
an audio file, that's fine. But I think if, if, if the teaching goes so far that it's swaying that particular individual and cutting off that individual's, I guess, own ideas that come through, I think that's where it can become problematic. What are your thoughts? I think it depends who's teaching. That's for sure. That too, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if the teacher is swayed on a, a, a maybe biased heavily toward one idea, I think that that could affect the outcome as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the big thing with that is you really have to watch who's teaching the group because everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own technique. It's not like learning. It's not like learning how to swim or or teaching a person how to hit a baseball. Exactly. Right there. You know, if you don't have the right teachers, which I think the right teachers in the paranormal are far and few between. Right. You're only you're only going to teach bad habits. And that goes That's with anything true. in life. So how do how does a, a rookie person know how to find that right person? I think this might be a a case of, of taking different classes by different people. Or it could just be depending on the individual that you know, I think that you just kind of know if you're not a match. I just think if if you're a match and that particular instructor is the right person for you, I just think there's that that in that innate feeling you get. It's just it just feels right. So I think that that is just my opinion on that. But it, I mean, it could uh, you someone may elect to take a few different courses, maybe the same or a similar type of course, but just with different people. So then they can take away, you know, just different viewpoints from a few people as opposed to just one. So. We only have about five minutes left with you tonight. And this Good is a God, show that is, I know. I know it's gone so fast. Ah, way, way too fast with this. I know. Looking back at 2019, heading to 2020, what what are your goals in the paranormal for the next little bit? Oh, boy. This might be a little controversial with what I'm about to say, but I I feel, this is my belief, that there's a, an, a very heavy focus on portraying the spirit world as being inherently evil and inherently malevolent. And I'm not saying that there's not negative entities out there. I think that there are. But I don't think that they're as common or as prolific as what society is is, is portraying. Because I know my experiences in the paranormal, and I've never encountered anything like that. And I think it goes a long way to say that if you approach your work and interaction with an entity, whether it's a alien species or, or a spirit or an earthbound, if you do so, uh, you know, with authenticity and respect and, and professionalism and you're real and you're just being real, I think that that's going to go a long way. If you're going to be nasty and rude, that can influence it. But I just, it saddens me because I've had a lot of beautiful experiences with, with the spirit world or what I think is the spirit world. And it saddens me that there's just this heavy focus on everything being demonic and 
and malevolent. And I really think that that, I think in my opinion, that's causing a ripple effect. And I think that if not watched, that can cause more harm than anything. And so I, I would like to think that moving forward, there's a little bit more of a balance and more of a focus on the, the positive interactions as well that people have with their work and not always port- making everything out to be harmful and evil and this and that. So, yeah. And this is more of just like a personal opinion. So, Do you look at 2020 as a year where you're going to focus more on certain topics, focus more on trying to solve these mysteries? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's, for me, uh, I think examining the trends in paranormal research and looking at those different trends, especially the, the, the poignant ones, the obvious ones and, and, and examining those and, and studying those and kind of seeing by looking at those, it kind of gives you an idea of maybe where the field is, is headed a little bit. Uh, so that's, uh, I know a goal of mine going into 2020. Um, I was going to say something else and I just lost my train of thought. Darn it. It happens. What about you? That's actually, um, what, what are your goals? Oh, this isn't about me. This isn't about me. This is all good. I just was going to say something and I forgot what I was going to say. Darn it. And I'll think of it when I'll think of it like 10 minutes from now. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, just examining kind of like where the field is going and, and maybe I think that can tell us a little bit about what we're, where we're headed. I think everything's still going to be dictated by what happens in the UFO field in 2020. I think that's oh, going to get very, yeah. very, very yeah. political. I, I, think, I think the ghost yeah. scene is going to still take a back seat as it has the last oh, couple yeah. of years. Yeah. And yeah, I think absolutely. we're going to see a rotation eventually back into cryptids. Do me a favor. We've only got about 45 seconds, 50 seconds left with you tonight. I would love for you to tell everybody where they can find your books, what's on your website, where to go, sure. and learn a little bit more about you. Sounds good. So San Diego Paranormal Research Society's website, all one word, San Diego Paranormal com. Then, of course, there's author Nicole Strickland.com. I also have a website on the Queen Mary called Spirited queenmary.com which is the title of one of my books you can find my books on amazon or barnesandnoble.com if you go to the queen mary they're sold there as well i've written three books on the queen mary uh my book san diego's most haunted some of them if you're in san diego might be in actual barnes and nobles bookstores uh let's see what else instagram author nicole strickland twitter sdprs nicole and then of course i'm on facebook uh, nicole pisd and then author Nicole Strickland, and then uh, our San Diego Paranormal Research Society is facebook.com slash SDPRS, our acronym. So, and there you have it. Love it. Nicole Strickland, thank you so much for coming on Spaced Out Radio. We're going to do it again. Yes, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Coming up next, we're going to hook up with Vancouver CKNW, The Shift with Drex. Canadian politics and UFOs coming up next.
over, brother, and let me own Saturday night. This is Rich Giordano, and I'm inviting you to tune on in to Spaced Out Saturday starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern, where I'm going to bust open the lids on everything paranormal. Why? Because we want answers, and I'm the guy who's going to deliver those answers to you. Join the chat rooms, and we'll see you this Saturday. Just be there. No, really. Hey, Spaced Out Radio fans. It's John Rezik, founder of the Chive and Chive Charities. Our goal is to make the life of veterans, first responders, and those with rare medical conditions 10% happier. We do this by donating one grant item, ranging from dance to therapy programs to prosthetic limbs, to those who need it most. To contribute to Spaced Out Radio's official charity, head over to ChiveCharities.org and become a donor today. Heading to Vancouver and looking for a night on the town? The Moose Vancouver is the bar that never stops rocking until 2 a.m. every night. The Moose has great food with everything on the menu from $6.95 to $8.95. Fantastic, vibrant staff and rock and roll that will bring you back to when the music was real, the hair was long, and the guitars were rocking. Get your party on at the Moose Vancouver, the official party bar of Spaced Out Radio. Hey everybody, the SOR Space Travelers is open. For just 5 bucks a month, you can hang out with Dave and our crew privately in our members-only section. With your signing, you'll receive newsletters on what's going on with Spaced Out Radio. You'll have direct contact with the host during the show in our chat, live streaming videos, and a great forum for your posts and more. Become a space traveler now at spacedoutradio.com. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. A little bit of science, a little bit of skepticism. Add a dash of snark and you have the makings of Spaced Out Sundays with me, Everett Thingra. Together we will look into the reality of the paranormal with an open eye and rational thought. Oh, did I mention there'll be plenty of woo as well? Your time spent with Spaced Out Sundays will make the night even better. The chat rooms are open, 9.06 p.m. Pacific, 12.06 a.m. Eastern, right here at spacedoutradio.com. Hello, this is your guitar man, Ron Bumblefoot Thaw, and I have to tell you, I love the response I get for Little Brother is Watching from Spaced Out Radio fans. It's amazing how music can inspire and make people think deeper about what's going on in the supernatural world. You can head over to my website, bumblefoot.com, to check out my music, my guitar workshops, my touring, even check out some of the hot sauces that I'm working on. And make sure you keep on listening, because with Spaced Out Radio, you know Little Brother is Watching. At spacedoutradio.com, we have a little bit of everything for you to stay up late. So while you're there, check out our SRR Newswire, where our team brings you stories of the weird and strange to the WTF from around the globe. News on Bigfoot, UFOs, paranormal, Darwinian-type crime tales. It's the stories that the mainstream media usually won't touch. Well, we got them all on the SOR Newswire, only at spacedoutradio.com. 
Every night on Space Out Radio, we have places for you to hang out. Hi, this is Carl. Join our SOR Space Travelers group on Facebook for live chat. On Twitter, using hashtag Spaced Out Radio, you can also join us in our Spreaker chat room. Check us out on Instagram at Dave Scott SOR. All of our archives are free on YouTube at Spaced Out Radio. By the way, I'll be watching you at your window until you do. Bye! You wanted new SOR gear, and now you can have it. The SOR Vault is fully stocked with t-shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and everything in between with great logos for you to choose from. So head on over to spacedoutradio.com, click on the SOR Vault, and go shopping. Pricing is quite affordable, and you can look good representing your favorite show. So go to our website and pick up your new SOR wear at the SOR Vault today. We're adding to the entertainment online for Spaced Out Radio. I'm Amber Beckard, and I want to invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out Cryptid Tales, where I will take you on a journey into some of the strangest legends and lore from around the world, relaying the stories to you of the strange creatures and experiences that people have had throughout time. You can find Cryptid Tales at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. And while you're there, don't forget to check out our free archives and leave a comment. See you there. Looking for a place to advertise at a very reasonable cost? Look no further than Spaced Out Radio. SpacedOutRadio.com has an advertising tab that you can click to check out our daily, weekly, and monthly packages to play on the radio, or our website including social media. From commercial spots to banners, we have it all. Check out our competitive pricing today. We all know on Spaced Out Radio we love a good beard and mustache, so why not take care of your facial hair with Mighty Moose Beard Oil? Made in Canada, we're taking care of beards and stashes around the world. We use 100% natural ingredients with our oils and balms to make your whiskers feel silky smooth. Use promo code SOR2019 at MightyMooseBeard.com today. Welcome back. Welcome to Space Out Radio Land, the shift with Drex. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, buddy. I'm glad that we can uh, do this again. I, uh, you know, I think what we're about to talk about uh, is of interest to pretty much all of your listeners right across the planet uh, and to our listeners as well. Uh, the fact that uh, you let me know earlier this week that there is a possibility that a novice Canadian political party uh, before the federal election, for those, of, uh, for those international listeners, uh, Canada had their federal election back on October 21st. Uh, there was a suggestion that maybe a novice political party had reached out to uh, an expert in UFOs to figure out how to deal with UFO media requests from the media. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? I sure can. A week ago tonight, I was interviewing a, g- a couple of gentlemen named... M.J. Benias and Tim McMillan. Now, M.J. Benias is a UFO researcher, writer out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. And he is an extremely talented writer. He's been picked up by Vice as well as Popular Mechanics. And he made a, you know, when you're in those conversations, Drex, where something just slips out and 
it doesn't clue in until later on. Well, what he said on the show was that he was contacted by a member of the Canadian government on the show. Oh, the government? Okay. Yes. Oh, this is going to get a little bit more serious than what you think. All right. And so this question, after we aired with you, was stewing on me. And so I did a little bit of research. I contacted MJ, and he deserves full credit for this. All right. So I asked him, I said, who was it? And he wouldn't give me the name, which is fine. He wants to protect his source, as all good, you know, writers, researchers, journalists do. And what I was able to find out was that in May of this year, a few months before the Canadian election, an aide to a member of parliament from the Conservative Party of Canada contacted MJ to talk UFOs. Just in case the UFO question came up during the election. Now, were they expecting uh, questions about UFOs to come up during the election campaign? Because, uh, you know, this time, this is the type of show where we watch election campaigns pretty carefully. And I Absolutely. didn't even see an inkling of anyone wanting to or needing to ask about UFO sightings in Canada. Tell me a little bit more about why they wanted to know this. Well, the big reason that MJ said, and I want to give him full credit because he is the guy who, who really was working this story. I'm just having the ability to, to run with it on your format here, all right, and on Spaced Out Radio as well. So apparently in May of 2019, this year, a gentleman first emailed, then phoned MJ, and they started a conversation. There were three main topics it was MJ's current awareness of the Canadian military personnel, particularly those in senior positions, being aware of or discussing the current UFO issue. Now, MJ admitted to me that he had never spoken to any military officer in Canada regarding UFOs in a formal setting with the intention to discuss policy or security. The second question was why Canada and the Canadian media was not as interested in UFOs as the Americans were, because as you know, ever since Tom DeLonge's group came out with those three videos down south, the topic of UFOs has really taken to new limits. And we've got the Pentagon earlier this year admitting that they are tracking UFOs. We have the United States Navy admitting that they are tracking UFOs, but nothing coming out of Canada. And Absolutely. they had an entire program dedicated to it. So let, let me bring in a, a name here, and I'm sure you've mentioned this guy before. Uh, there is a guy who currently sits on the Canada's Privy Council, uh, is the second longest serving member on that Privy Council, apart from Prince Philip. Uh, his name is Paul Hellier. Uh, now, tell me a little yes. bit more about Paul and tell our listeners a little bit about Paul, because back in 2005, he broke this whole UFO thing open, didn't he? Well, Paul Hellyer, back in the 1960s, from, I believe, 1964 to 1967, served as Canada's Minister of Defense. Now, I have interviewed Paul Hellyer a number of years ago on Spaced Out Radio. It's hard to, for him to get up. He lives in Toronto. He's 95 years old. And, you know, when you're broadcasting on the West Coast here, it gets a little bit tough for him to get up especially or to stay up, especially at his age. So... 
I remember uh, talking to him about this, and he said while he was in power, he knew nothing about UFOs. All his information came afterwards. This is something where I've talked to some legendary researchers, whether it's Stanton Friedman, who's now passed away, uh, famous Canadian Grant Cameron, uh, who is a great UFO researcher, Chris Rutkowski out of the University of Winnipeg, I believe, or Manitoba, one of the two, who's been absolutely fantastic. And I asked these gentlemen, they all believe that Hellier's telling the truth. Here's the problem. The Stefan Mikulik case, okay, that happened in Manitoba, where, you know, in 2018, the Canadian Mint actually made a coin out of his experience of being zapped by a UFO and having his stomach burned. Okay, that happened on Hellier's watch. The military was involved. Shortly after he left power in the transition of of his government losing the election in 67, Shag Harbor incident happened in Nova Scotia on October 3rd. These are two major incidents, believe it or not. Both became famous coins in in for the Canadian Mint. And these were UFO incidents that happened on Hellier's watch or just after. And yet he said he knew nothing about him while he was Minister of Defense. I found that very hard to believe. So right now, Paul Hellier is the highest-ranked government official to ever come out and say that these phenomena are real. We have not had, in Canada specifically, have not had a politician even make fun of UFOs or aliens since Hellier came out. And it's funny because the third question this aide to this conservative MP, who, by the way, was reelected in the last election, that I do know from MJ Benias, the question was, if a Canadian politician was asked about UFOs and the government's position on them during a question period, what would be a suitable response? Of course, now, MJ me, comes me, back. Yeah, let go me ahead. jump in here real quick, because, it, look, the Conservatives have, uh, have, have been in power before in Canada, uh, and the reason I find this odd, uh, and I'm really wondering why they needed to know this, because when they were in power, they would have known uh, what the Canadian government protocols are about answering questions about UFOs. I, I think it's fair to say that you and I know, because we, you know, you, you were a, you're a journalist for many, many, many years, uh, and, and, and super inquisitive. You and I already know that the Canadian government probably have a very strict protocol about how they talk about these types of things. So I find it odd that a member of the Conservative Party would ask that uh, as an extracurricular thing. Like, oh, if it comes up during the election campaign, how should I really answer that? They should already know the answer, shouldn't they? Well, it all depends. I mean, if you look at a bigger military market like the United States, very few politicians know anything about UFOs. They're more worried about their constituents getting reelected, so on and so forth, much like politicians up in Canada. And when you have these politicians who many do not even believe that the phenomena is going on, rather than let alone is Canada working with the United States and trying to figure out what this phenomena is, the less people who know, the more the secret can be kept. That's the big issue right now. But the fact that we don't know... And this is what we need to find out. And the media really needs to jump on this, the mainstream media. Was this just a a member of parliament that was just curious in case the question came up? Or was this aide putting this question out for the sake of the entire conservative party in case the question came up? The sad reality. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, and it could be this too, it could just be that that conservative MP who, like you said, was reelected, maybe they just have an inquisitive nature as well uh, and want to know best advice on how to talk about it. Maybe they are one of those, and look, we've got a few of them. Maybe they're one of those few politicians that actually understand that UFOs exist, uh, want to be able to talk about them a little bit more openly, because I think since 05 and Paul Hellyer talking about these things, I feel Canadians are more comfortable uh, listening to stories about UFOs and talking about stories of UFOs. Could be. But MJ uh, was quoted this as saying, when I asked him a question about this, he said, apparently this aide felt that due to the large influx of recent media coverage of, on UFOs in the United States, what should Canada do to get this more into open discussion? Moreover, how would a politician best handle a question regarding UFOs? There was some concern that the Canadian military was not actively studying the UFO phenomenon, at least in any open sense. Now, this is this is quite interesting because I don't think that a regular MP who who maybe you know considering they're in opposition would really be critiquing in the House of Commons what is happening in the Ministry of Defense or with Canada's military regarding UFOs. They're more worried about what they're going to replace the forty-year-old CF-18 Hornets with, rather than worrying about aliens and potential. Uh, aerial phenomena that is invading our airspace that's for sure how, how close do you think we are uh and i'm sure you've been asked this before how close do you think we are from uh the world's governments acknowledging uh that ufos are a real thing we, we, we've already had you know departments of the u.s government say yeah yeah we've uh, we've investigated these things do you, do you think we're getting closer and closer with the world being comfortable or do you think we're still at the point where governments think that we're stupid enough uh, and think that we would be frightened too much if uh, they were to report on actual UFO sightings. Back in the early 90s, Ben Rich, who is the late leader of the Lockheed Skunk Works program, was quoted as saying, we already have the technology to get E.T. home again, and that the technology that we are seeing today we w was already developed 80 years previous. We're 80 years ahead, basically, is what he was saying back then. And I do believe that we are not going to see it for a while. The reason why? Because the military would need to get their hands on it first. Now, that's not being conspiratorial or anything like that, Drex, but let's face it. We live in a military-industrial complex. We're not going to get the technology until well after the military has figured out what they can do with it at first. And that's the world's militaries. That's just not the Canadian military. It starts with the United States, probably goes over to Britain, to Russia, to China. They're all going to want a piece of this. Because the UFO story and the potential extraterrestrial story that goes along with it that has implications for every person on this planet as i always like to say on my show next to jesus christ coming down from the heavens above ufos and aliens are the second biggest story in mankind's history they really no, are I, I i want to read a quote from paul hellier uh, uh from a 07 interview we did with the ottawa citizen this is on his wikipedia page if you want to see it he said i would like to see what alien technology there might be that could eliminate the burning of fossil fuels within a generation that could be a way to save our planet we need to persuade governments to come clean about what they know some of us suspect that they know quite a lot and it might be enough to actually save our planet if applied 
quickly enough. Now, that quote is from 12 years ago. Uh, is Paul mm-hmm. Hellyer right in, in saying that there are likely governments already on the face of this planet that are aware and are already sort of investigating technologies that they've found? Yes. Paul Hellyer is also on record as saying that he believes that we are currently in communication with five different extraterrestrial species that have visited this planet very frequently. Now, Drex, I also talked to a gentleman who is a UFO researcher and has an alternative news site called Zeland Communications. His name is Victor Vigiani. He is out of Toronto. And one of the things that he says is he really puts the blame on the mainstream media in Canada, not really jumping on this story. And one of the quotes he said to me, he sent this to me on Facebook Messenger when I asked him about it. He says, part of the problem that we have here is very few journalists take it upon themselves to raise the UFO matter, either because they are ignorant about the subject or quite ambivalent towards the issue of unidentified flying objects. He goes on to say that the Canadian mainstream media needs to purposely repress journalistic inquiries on UFOs because they don't want to be embarrassed by the topic. That's why they're reluctant. It's a combination of ignorance and ambivalence. He goes on to say that doesn't mean that the story hasn't been covered because CBC and Global both ran the stories of the videotapes from the United States Navy. The real interesting, but the real interesting part about that is, Drex, and to your listeners, you run the American story, yet not a single reporter went up to the Ministry of Defense, the Prime Minister, or anybody in Ottawa asking them, what does Canada know about UFOs? That question was never asked. And it's a great question that needs to be asked because uh, you remember, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, Global even ran a story. Uh, that's the company we work for. Global even ran a story about the amount of uh, sightings that Canadians see every year of yes. UFOs. It you know hovers anywhere between twelve and thirteen hundred in a calendar year. So that's a lot of sightings. So uh, there's a great story there if someone wants to go dig for it, right? Well, not just that, but now we have the ability and the information through MJ Benias to say that political parties are looking into this. Well, at least we know one for sure. Are the Liberals doing it? Are the NDP or the Green Party looking into it? We don't know. But now that we know that an MP that is currently sitting in the House of Commons has this question... It has to be going through the Conservative Party of Canada, which means that there is conversation about the UFO phenomena happening in Ottawa. All it takes is the right reporter to start asking some questions. Now, I did put out a couple of phone calls to CPC headquarters and to a couple of caucus members from uh, the CPC and I did not get any calls returned back. I'm kind of disappointed with that. They may come through in the next few days. But for the journalism and for the people's side of things, I really think this is a story that we need to look in further because obviously there are politicians in Ottawa right now who are wanting to take this story very seriously and learn more about what Canada and the Canadian military knows, but that's not going to come out publicly unless the journalists start digging and doing their jobs. Dave Scott is the host of Spaced Out Radio, which you can uh, listen to online or depending on where you live across the planet. SpacedOutRadio.com is the website. Dave, I I love that we're chatting about this. Let's set a date and we'll chat again next week, okay? Absolutely, my friend. Take care. There you go. Dave Scott from Spaced Out Radio joining us. All right. Thank you to Drex. 
on CKNW here. We really do appreciate it. Really do appreciate that time. That goes right across Canada. That is absolutely huge for us. And I know for our American listeners, it may not seem that big, but for us here as we continue to grow on Spaced Out Radio, it is massive. Massive. And thank you for allowing us to bring Drex in and go broadcasting, simulcasting right across Canada. Let's get to the thought of the day, shall we? Marty, where's my clown? I need my clown on Twitter, Marty. Hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Thought of the Dave happens every night at this time where we ask a question on our Facebook and Twitter pages, then read your responses on the air because, you know, we, we love the audience participation around here. Today's Thought of the Dave is as follows. How do you feel about politicians learning about UFOs? Chris. Oh, they know. William. Public servants have made attempts to gain some access to information about the UFO enigma. Barry Goldwater, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, Gerald Ford, among others, have made attempts without success. Some were shot down, like Carter. Some were given vanilla responses, like Clinton. Only Goldwater continued to push through his life, but without success. My position is that since there have been no substantiated evidence that UFOs are a national security issue, the public and public servants should have access to the information about UFOs. Gail. Politicians should know. The public should know. Everyone should know. If UFOs, aliens are a threat to national security, all the more reason we should know. Security or secrets, rather, only benefit the holder. That's where the power lies. Robin, I think politicians knew about UFO encounters before the public knew. Now, even more about the UFO phenomena that it's happening. It's hard for the public to keep quiet. And it's even if the government doesn't want them to know. All right. Appreciate that, Robin. Reverend Keith, if politicians could learn about UFOs firsthand by being abducted and not returned, I'd all be for it. Catherine, they can't handle the truth. Catherine's daughter, Francesca, if they knew the truth, LOL. Matthew, I would rather have politicians learn about caring for their constituents rather than UFOs. Cameron, I feel great as long as they are learning. It's a step in the right direction. Stephen, we'll learn only BS from groups like the TTSA. Alfred, the one that needs to know now. Sparky, I have been doing some research regarding top secret clearances as related to UFOs. If this info is correct, it's stated that there are 38 clearances above top secret. The highest of all is cosmic. Even the president of the United States does not have access to it all. At the time the article was written, it states that there are approximately 25 people worldwide who have access to that level. Dave, politicians learning? Anything is a good thing. Wish they learn about a few things before they pass the laws. Jade gets the final word tonight. Gorgeous Jade. She says, meh, politicians, politicians, unless it benefits their campaign or brings them benefits while in office, do they really care? Thank you to everybody participating in the thought of the day. We'll do it again tomorrow on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you, Captain Shirk. We'll get your news in on the SOR Newswire tomorrow. Big thanks to Drex on the shift. 
with Drex on CKNW and the Chorus Radio Network for letting us go live with them right after this. And, of course, thank you, Nicole Strickland, for coming in to talk some ghosts. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thaw rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening online, at home, in your cars, at work, in our chat rooms on Facebook, Spreaker, Twitter, and hashtag Spaced Out Radio. And of course... The SOR Space Travelers Club on our website, Rev Radio, El Gab. Thank you so much for tuning us in. Always remember, together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Have a great night, everybody. John Tenney, tomorrow night on the Mighty SOR. Stay tuned for the Paranormal Weirdo coming up next. Good night. Honey, it's our favorite time of year, and I got you something to celebrate. (gasps) A McRib? It's just what I wanted. Happy McRib season, sweetie. Mm, I love you. I love you, too. Mm, Actually, I was talking to my McRib. Oh, okay, well, uh, I'll leave you two alone. Right now, enjoy a McRib meal and get another tasty McRib sandwich for just a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Time to order dinner. I should see what the kids want, too. Ordering Whataburger online. What you want? Double meat with cheese. Cool. With grilled jalapenos. Okay, and lots of add-ons from everyone. Oh, my goodness. Good thing you can order online. And save favorites for next time. Good thing there's Whataburger.